Jesus Man. Christ, you people suck. <laughs> wow. Wolverine on a Another week of N4G Radio. This episode 514 for April 30th, 2018. And on the show with us, we got the Drew. Hey, hey. We got the Jack. Namaste. Is that. Wait, how. I thought I thought you were supposed to be in prison. What's going on? What are you doing here? <laughs> I, thought, I thought you were convicted. I'll bribe the judge with the jello pudding. Wow. <laughs> He's going to be getting plenty of those. And a pill. <laughs> uh, and joining us again is uh, Anthony. What a mistake you've made letting me on here twice. I know. I know. People sent all kinds of hate mail last week. Like, who the fuck is this guy? You all of them just said seriously? Yeah, and they're, they're I, gonna... I'm pretty sure we didn't get any mail because nobody <laughs> listens to the show. Shut up, Drew. You're ruining the illusion. <laughs> they're, they're probably going to email me next week asking me who this Drew guy is. I, don't know. I yeah, know, like, man. How, uh, how long has it been since you've been on, Drew? Uh, three weeks. Three weeks. <laughs> three weeks. I'm back. I'm, I'm back. back. I'm about to call oh, Well, you know, you come in, you leave for three. I get it. Yeah. Well, he'll he'll definitely be out uh, a few episodes in May. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's got uh, he's got something to do. Yep, Things let's get uh, let's get freaking married. He's got to get freaking married. <laughs> he's got to go on his honeymoon and play them head games. Who set this on head games? <laughs> <laughs> God. Oh, Aquitaine, I miss you. It's Patana Wanaluski. <laughs> Oh, it's like my pool is tearing ass around the backyard. But it's standing still. Still waters run deep. There you go. Anyway, video games, you want to talk about those? Did you play any of those? I did. Alright, what'd you play? Well, the two games that I play every week. You can probably guess what those are. Yeah, I got those. Those are good. Yeah. Um... I play. So, so wait, Jojo. Now that you have finished God of War, what do you think about the game now? You know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I hate it. But no, yeah, you're okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I have not played God of War. Um, I did play. We'll go ahead and say this is the Overwatch minute. I did play some Overwatch. You know, I have not. I had to buy my skins this time. Oh, because you just I, don't have the time, man. No, no, I put in a decent amount of time. I got all my loot boxes every week. Everybody okay. seems to be having a bad run. This week, except for yeah. me, because when I when I first started, I immediately got the Sombra and the Moira skin in the first like three boxes I got. So yeah, I had to buy my Moira skin. I had to buy my Reaper skin. Uh, I did get the Winston skin, which I was like, oh good. Yeah, I did not get the Winston skin. I ended up buying the Hanzo skin 
and I th- one other one, but I wanted the Winston skin, but I didn't get it yet. Yeah. Uh, and I also played some Monster Hunter World with uh, Jay. Who? Indeed. Uh, that that the the guy on the show. The other guy. Oh. Yeah. Know that. yeah. We um. We did a few things. Did some of that uh, special event. Did you get Dante? Uh, no, that is this week's. I event. thought it started already. It has it started. Okay. It started Friday, I think. I got you. Um, no, nah, I, I, th- that requires you to do a lot of stuff. The Are you talking about the new event, the Culver Terra? Uh, yeah, that's the yeah, event that yeah. we did. Mm-hmm. Um, the gold giant thing. I, I ran that a good amount with you, and then I also did some solo uh, with, with some random guys. That that's actually a really cool event. It's it you could say it's kind of like a pseudo raid, mm-hmm. um, but I really like that. Oh, like even if you you fail, you can try again, and it's easier. You know, so you're constantly making progress to it. Right. Um, and uh, even the one that I solo queued with other people. Um, we were still getting like the full rewards and everything like that. It did take us a little bit longer, but no, nah, it was it's, it's a fun, fun little event. Yeah, it's got a little bit of everything. It's got that you know siege part. It's got that part where you gotta really try to break the parts of the monsters, try to weaken it, and then when you break free of all the gold, it becomes a fucking quick, dangerous motherfucker, and you have to really be careful in taking him down. It's just in stages, and I feel like it's one of the best fights in Monster Hunter World so far. And then it came as free DLC. Yeah. I think that's something that is really wonderful. Yeah, Capcom, they they at least do really well with their Monster Hunter series. They do. And, uh, you know, the fact that they release this game and be like, hey, you know what, everything that's coming out is going to be free. It's kind of unprecedented besides yeah. Blizzard. Yeah, the, the fact that they have, like, gestures and other little things that are for sale, That's this is the reason why... I, I let I let him have a pass because we're getting the meat of the content here. Like the little things, like little gestures and stickers, they're not essential. They're yeah, like cares, they're, yeah. they're cute, they're nice to have. But if those sales are propelling us to get all this free content, uh, you know that's that's fine by me. And I'll also add to uh, what you played, uh, Drew, so that I don't have to talk about Monster Hunter as well. I I did play the Dante Quest. I got his full set, the the weapon and all. And it's great. It's just like the Mega Man event, you know, depending on what weapon you're using, you get to play the, the mission um, with a different Devil May Cry song. So I'm using, like, the longsword. I have Virgil's theme for Devil May 3, uh, Devil May Cry 3 blaring in the background. It's fucking sick. I'm fighting all the red monsters, like uh, Otagon, Rathalos, uh, Tuostra, all in, like, sequence one after the other. Uh, it's like uh, the fight itself is not that not that difficult, but it is a fun fight. And Dante's gear and his weapon, especially, looks interesting because his weapon is obviously his. Um, what was his sword called? Do you guys remember? Uh, there's Force Edge. Um, uh, is that no? That's the one in number one is Force Edge. Uh, it's not Alistair, right? Oh, I think no, it is Alistair. Okay, it that's Alistair. my favorite. The, the the dragon mouth around the blade. I think so. I think it is Alistair. And uh, Alistair actually comes as a charge blade. And instead of having a shield, Dante has like this uh, magical parry kind of shield that he has in Devil May Cry 3. And then he puts his uh, sword together in like a charge blade animation. And it becomes the bigger blade. So you start out out with Force Edge. 
as a smaller one-handed variation, and when you go two-handed, it becomes Alistair. Oh, are you sure it's not just Sparta? That was the name of the sword. And no, no, no. Sparta and is the big one that... Uh, at the end that, of Devil May Cry 1. Yeah, and May then Cry there's no, Rebellion. Is... Rebellion is his, the name of the sword in 2 and 3. Um, I'm pretty sure it's Force Edge into Alistair, oh, okay. but I, yeah. But one way or the other, the sword like changes depending on how you're wielding it. That's awesome. It just looks really cool. His his full set with the coat and everything looks good. And it's just not like a full armor set either. You can kind of pick, mix and match. So if you like Dante's coat and like uh, like his like uh, leather pants and stuff like that going on, you can use that in conjunction with other sets. And they have pretty nice bonuses too. So you have like... Fashion hunters coming coming out of the woodworks, coming out with some really sick uh, cosplay sets and all that jazz. So some another, the, another good thing. The skills on his armor is not throwaway either. Yeah, they're not. Yeah, some of that stuff is not. actually really good. Like at the pants, particularly, look like something I could use for my build. Yeah. So uh, uh, I really want to get that. Uh, I'll, I'll do a few missions with you later, Drew. Okay. Uh, yeah, we can just knock out like two or three, and then you can basically build a full set. Doesn't take very long. I think this this event lasts what till the sixth. I think uh, it lasts two weeks, so you two have weeks. you have plenty of time to do it. Okay, but you know the thing is, like when you think about it, it's like you have plenty of time. It'll just pass you by eventually. You know. Yeah, I, I messed up. I messed up on the Mega Man stuff. I I was gonna go the next day and do the rest of it. So mm-hmm. now I have a Palico that has a Mega Buster, but no Mega Man outfit. <laughs> yeah, it seems a little out of place. And the Mega Man Quest was pretty fun too, with all the different Mega Man music that plays. Uh, oh man! <laughs> so me and you did that quest. And uh, we fought. We fought the two uh, Odogarons, and that one was like a little miniature one. <laughs> yeah, and, and I'm I mounted that thing, and it looked like I was like riding a Saint Bernard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was pretty great. And I was constantly stabbing it in the back, and I was like, I feel kind of bad for this thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that quest is pretty good. Um, yeah. But yeah, Monster Hunter World continues to deliver, man. Week after week, month after month with all these new content. And it's staying relevant in the conversation. Because if this is a game that came out in January and that was it, you know, there was no added content, as much as I loved it, it would have kind of faded into the background and I wouldn't really be thinking about it now. So when it comes down to, like, Game of the Year talks later down this year, it's still going to be having stuff, like, come out, like, new content, like, new features and stuff like that. So that's one of the strong suits about that game. When you buy it, you have so much to delve into. It's not just the original game itself. Do you think they'll release uh, paid DLC for it? Um, like, Monsters or Missions? Not, not Monsters or Missions. I think they might do something like a locale kind of thing where they do an expansion thing. Where, you know, kind of like how Reaper of Souls is an expansion to uh, Diablo 3, right? Right. So it's kind of like that. It, it has that much content. To like new cutscenes and everything. Yeah. But new cutscenes, like new, brand new world, side of the world to explore. If you look at the Monster Hunter World map, it's actually one part of like a very larger part. It's like one third of the entire map. And the directors were saying that they want to reveal more of the world as they continue on. But whether or not that's going to be free DLC or paid, uh, you know, remains to be seen. I'm, I'm kind of curious if it's enough. If it's enough new content, like an expansion, like you know how the old Blizzard games used to do, then I'm down for that. But if it's just like piecemeal, like oh, you can buy this location for ten dollars and this location for ten dollars, I'd be I'd be less inclined to do that. Yeah. Well, uh, I played those two. Uh, still playing Radiant Historia. Uh, how far have you guys gotten so far? Uh, I am now in chapter four. Okay, getting there, getting there. Yeah, uh, there's six chapters in all, I believe. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm a little bit, I'd say, past halfway. Have you been keeping up with the uh, uh, Lumisa's quest and stuff like that? 
Yeah, every time every time you know Stock mentions, oh, it looks like she's got a new quest for me. I go through that. Those are pretty simple. Like they, they are. There's a difficulty spike in some of them, but most of them are pretty simple. Yeah, you don't really move around that much. It's mainly just a cutscene, then a boss fight or something. Yeah, and then they often have you go back to the past in the, one of the other two timelines in order to find something or get something. Or you know, so it kind of has like a puzzle element to see whether or not you can figure out what you need and where you can get it. Kind of. Yeah. Thing. Uh, but that unlocks a new ending, so go ahead and watch that for yourself later. Okay. Uh, but the other game I played for review is uh, Regalia. Regalia of Monarch and Men. Or Men and Monarchs, what it's called. Uh, I had never heard of this game until Ken asked me to review it. Um, I just looked at some screenshots and saw that it was like a strategy RPG, so I got into that mindset. I sometimes have a rough time getting into those games. Uh, if I feel like the difficulty spikes in those mm-hmm. games are hardcore. Um, and this one has some difficulty spikes as well. Uh, it's interesting. This game tries to like throw everything in the kitchen sink at you. So it's not just a strategy RPG. It's also like a base building simulation. The, I think the best comparison would be XCOM, where you're you know you're also improving a base. And there's a bunch of other side stuff that you can do. Um, and it's very story-driven. This game is very story-driven. Uh, it's, you know, simple stuff. Uh, a guy becomes the heir of a run-down kingdom. He goes to the kingdom to rebuild it kind of thing. Uh, they they use uh, systems like um, Atelier, Adler. I don't know how you pronounce that. Atelier. Atelier. I'd assume so. Just the way it's spelled, I don't think it's an English word. But yeah, mm-hmm. uh, but uh, oh, it's, I know. it's a lot like those games where you 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 know they give you a deadline. All right, in three months you need to have this done, and um, you know you work toward that. And there's different ways to to do it, and they have a really interesting style as far as like going through dungeons. So you'll you'll travel through a to a dungeon that takes like seven days. So it's all about time management. And when you get to a dungeon, it's like there's different nodes that you can go to, like battle nodes, or like there's a camp node where you can revive your teammates that die in combat. And then there's um, like straight up uh, like text-based adventure stuff where you'll you'll just be reading, and it'll, it'll ask you what you want to do next, and you just choose from a selection of things. Uh, so they throw a lot at you in that game. Uh, I think strategy RPG players will still have a good time with it. Um, there are a few issues, like you can't rotate the camera, and sometimes that got on my nerves because I couldn't see properly for the grid, so where I can move and stuff like that. Um, the other issue is it has that XCOM problem of there's an 85% chance to hit, <clears throat> and I missed three times somehow. Um, it's, you know, that, that comes kind of with the territory, I guess, but still it kind of sucks. Yeah, I, I hate that aspect of those kind of games where you got to roll the dice to see if you hit. It's a big. It's a big part of those games where, um, you know, you have that hit chance. You got that fifty-five percent chance to hit, and if you hit, you win the battle. If you miss, you lose the battle. Kind of yeah. it becomes that big of a deal. And I hate leaving that to chance a lot of times. That's why I have such a hard time playing games like XCOM sometimes, where it's like, oh, I am literally point blank in front of this enemy. And I'm pointing the gun directly at 99, his face. 99% chance to hit. 
No, and not even missed. that. It, and it registers as something like 70% to hit and it misses. Point blank. Like the bullets <laughs> like curve around the alien and I lose the battle. battle is like, uh, it's, it just feels frustrating. Yeah. And uh, I would say that the, the only major issue with this game is the loading times. Uh, when you first boot up the game, there's an initial load that's like almost a minute. And then everything that you do, if you want to like, if you, if I'm just traveling through town, like if I go to like, and, and town's like a menu. So like, I want to go to the town square. I click on town square. It takes me to a loading screen. And then you have to hit A to, you know, continue. And then I do one thing there or have a cutscene and then it's loading again. I swear I spent half the time in loading screens and it was just really annoying. Um, and I felt like it was just kind of like wasting my time. Like I had, I had a hard time like just playing through that game because it was just like, I felt like I had to do it in such small bursts because I was constantly just sitting there waiting the entire time. But, um, it's, it's, it's actually a really decent game. It's just, it's, it's kind of bogged down. I don't know if that was like a bad like port because it was originally a PC game. And maybe it's just a bad port onto the consoles because I played the Xbox One version, um, and it's also on PS4 and I think the Switch as well. So, but it, it's it's anybody who likes strategy RPGs, uh, particularly like Desgaea, because it has it tries to have a lot of comedy in there, and it's kind of you know standard RPG tropes and and anime tropes and stuff like that. But it's uh it's okay. It was decent. Um, that's about it. That's about it. I well, I take that back. There is another game that I played, and I don't want to admit it. Okay. But I re-downloaded it and started playing Puzzles and Dragons again. Oh no, Drew, Drew, Drew. fool. This is this is the third time I have deleted and started again. Oh. No. And it's like it's like that ex-girlfriend you know that's bad for you, but you keep getting back with her. Immediately, yeah. and the thing that got me back into it was the fact that they announced that they're they're having a cross promotion with Persona, so you can now get Persona. Hey, hey, hey Drew, don't blame Persona for your mistakes, okay? Because <laughs> <laughs> that's what it sounds like, and you shouldn't do that. It's not fair. Because they have they have these crazy promotions, like cross promotions and stuff. Like I have like Batman on my team and stuff too. Are you gonna like play? They, are you gonna play Fortnite? But now, are you gonna play Fortnite? Am I gonna play Fortnite? Dude, is is season, Batman in Fortnite? Season four is gonna have DC skins. Really? Uh, costumes. Didn't uh, Fortnite have goddamn costumes? Uh, no, that was uh, uh, Payday. Had John Wick in it. Yeah. I thought it was Fortnite. No. Okay. Oh no, Fortnite does have John Wick in it. There's a John Wick what? skin. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Fucking John, John Wick skin is sick. Crazy. Okay. No, I'm not going to play Fortnite. I was at the theater last night. There was a commercial for Rocket League. Wow. Yeah. How People much still money play do they that. Have? They got a lot of money. That game did really well. Apparently so. It's probably bigger in places where like soccer is bigger, I'd assume. Because I know like, I follow a bunch of like, uh, English people um, on Twitter and a lot of them play Rocket League still, so that might be the case too. It's a big game. Yeah. But that's it. Alright. I'll move on to Jay. What's up? Or I won't. 
Because I... <laughs> hey, hold on, hold on, hold on. There's, there's a lot of stuff going in my house right now. It's like people coming in and out. Sorry about that. Uh, Buying but, the pizza so they don't murder you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I told you, I've been doing some renovations in the house and whatnot. Gonna put the house up in market and whatnot. So it's, there's a lot of stuff coming by. And coming out, it's just so much work. But either way, I had some time to play this and that, but not much of anything in particular. But I did drop in and say hello to some good old friends and check out some new games that I've been uh, thinking about playing for a, a long time. So let's start with the, just checking in with the old stuff. I went back to God of War for a bit just to do some of the end game stuff. And I know, uh, you know, you know what I'm talking about, Ken, when I talk about like the two other places that you can go to really to do all the end game grinding for the best equipment and stuff. Yep. Uh, some of that stuff is very challenging, but yep. it's also pretty fun. Uh, I'm not going to go into what they are and whatnot, but there, there is a bit of life after you finish the storyline in God of War. I kind of have the idea that I want to go back into the game and play through um, the God of War difficulty at some point. Now that I'm very you know, well acquainted with the game and I beat it in the, the, the second hardest difficulty. And that might be fun, but I think that'll probably be safe for another time. Um, but I did some of that, which was fun. I also went back to Xenoblade Chronicles 2 for a little bit because they had a new update, including some new uh, blades. Um, do you remember Telos, Ken? Oh, no, it's not ringing a bell. Uh, Telos from Xenoblade uh, 3. That's the other other part of Cosmos. Oh, Z- like the, Xenosaga, yeah. you mean, not Xenoblade. Oh, Xenosaga, yes, yes. Um, so that's the character from Xenosaga. They, they decided to just put her in there as a free blade that you can <laughs> just, get. And that's just, awesome. She's just, great. Just make fun of everybody wanting a new Xenosaga. Let's just put them in this other game. No, Xenosaga HD is a sure thing, man. Don't you, even worry about I, it. I, I hope. Know? I dream. That's right. We're going to do a full th- playthrough on Phoenix Down. It's going to be amazing. <laughs> right, Drew? Right? Incorrect. <laughs> what, he, what he really means by that is absolutely sure. Wrong. So, you know, good times. Good times. <laughs> you are fake news. <laughs> you also said that about not ever, not ever finishing up Gino Gears, and you know what happened with that. We wilted away your will and your determination, piece by piece, one unknowing tweet at a time, until you're like, "Fuck it, I'll do it." Okay, and then it happened, and that's what's going to happen with this, and it's going to be no. great. It's going to be great. You can't win this peer, time. Peer pressure. Peer pressure is a bitch. It, re- it really is, and. Um, um, I decided to check out some rather high-profile demos, at least for me. Pixel Junk Monsters 2 put out a demo. I got to check that out. And uh, anyone play Pixel Junk Monsters here? I played play the, the original a long time ago. Yeah, the original. Yeah. Um, it's basically very similar to the original. It just looks a heck of a lot better. The visuals are actually quite stunning. The, the way the little things animate, it's just all really charming, but at the same time, very, very detailed. And you also have this zoomed-in view where it's like third person and the camera's behind you, and that looks really trippy, but also kind of cool. Um, they only give you one level to play through, it feels like, for the demo, which is not enough to get a, a full idea of what the game is really going to be like because you don't have like the upgrade tree for the different types of towers. But... Um, it's still good. Like I'm very much looking forward to it. It's actually my most uh, look forward to game in May. Um, so you know that's a thing. Uh, the other demo that came out was actually Detroit to Human. Anyone of you guys try out that demo? I, I down- did not. I downloaded no. it. Never booted mm-hmm. it. Uh, well, you've seen the content available on the demo because it's been you know done on the press conference and stuff. It's the Android one where you're the hostage neg- negotiator. Okay. So you guys have seen that footage, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's so the it's, only footage they've had for the last two shows about it, yeah. 
Oh uh, no, they had the other one where you're playing as the woman as well, mm. uh, as the android. My apologies, correct. Yeah, yeah um, I was hoping it was that, personally, because that scenario seemed more interesting to me. But uh, this one was okay, too. Like, looking at the visuals, the styles, the, the voice acting, everything seems to be coming together pretty well. My only complaint is that it's just kind of obtuse in the way it controls. Like, I get that... David Cage game. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, <laughs> for example, there's an item on the ground, right? What button do you think I have to press to pick it up? L1. What about you, Cam? What do you got? If I was being crazy, I'd click in the right stick. Okay, yeah, what do you got? That, I honestly was clicking one of the, the sticks as my okay. uh, uh, first. No, no, no. You, 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 you press the right analog stick to the right, right? To the right first, and then you go downwards. Okay? So oh, almost no, like they're doing a heavy rain sure. thing. Yeah, so you, do the, you push it to the right and you go down. And I ask you, does that make sense for picking up something that's on the ground? I really well, you, have to, you have to move your ass backwards, and then you have to squat down. So, I mean, to some extent, right, like, depending on what the character is, like, that's the motion of his hips and then your knees. So, that I, I mean, to some extent, I'm sure I could work out the logic behind it, but no, it doesn't. I would yeah. just have you press a button, because I'm also a normal person. Have you seen the sex scenes in any David Cage game? He obviously doesn't know what people are. Yeah, I don't, I don't know much about David Cage, man. I he's, wish, he's a bit of a I weirdo, I wish he would sure. stop making video games. And just, ah, it's really good music back in the day for video games. Just make a, just make a fucking CGI movie. Just get it over with. Yeah. That's, I, think, I think when it comes to movies, he, he has a whole thing about the, the freedom of choice and the things that you can do. The thing about it is that like, as much as David Cage is such a poster child for a developer that is kind of nuts and easy to make fun of, right? And it is, it is very easy. And very fun to make fun of him, for sure. But what I would like to say is that I also still enjoyed his games. Even what people consider to be his worst game, like Fahrenheit, whatever. No, like, his what? worst game is um, this first one, I'm pretty sure. Wasn't that, wasn't that it? Omicron. Right? You're not talking Omicron. about Omicron. Omicron. I never had, played Omicron. It had David Bowie in it. Omicron yeah. the Nomad, it's a weird so one. I like that game. Whatever. I, I've heard. I think it's more of just the controls at this point. No, no, no. All I've heard is that it's just I yeah. Mean, it's it's a garbage playing game, but it's a David Cage game, so it's always garbage playing. That's I mean, true. <laughs> I wonder. No, Fahrenheit is definitely the worst story wise because it just turns into Dragon Ball Z at the end, and you go, "What just happened?" And then they never explain it, and you're done. Yeah, basically, uh, Fahrenheit slash Indigo Prophecy was a, was a head trip, but I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it for what it tried to do, and some of the stuff that it actually got right. Um, the whole idea of like camera to camera and being able to see what the other characters are doing, having a set amount of time to accomplish a certain goal, and then seeing how the events played out based on how well you did or based on the wrong or right choices that you made. And I think that's where his games really shine in the whole consequences aspect of it. You know, we have that whole telltale thing where they market more so the illusion of choice than the actual actual idea of choice itself. And at the very least, I feel like David Cage really puts a lot of effort into making his games full of choices that are at least somewhat meaningful. And I can appreciate that. I think for this game in particular, is not afraid to show that because they show you... Uh, a chart of all the all the possible events that could have happened, all the different endings of this particular scenario, all the things you could have gotten to get there, and I'm not gonna say it it's gonna be like anything near Alpha Protocol, the labyrinthian, the fucking tree of Gaia, you know, <laughs> the fucking dialogue trees and stuff like that that was available in Alpha Protocol, but it's it's actually much better than I realized, and that makes me excited for the game. 
I think the, the performances are solid. I think the voice acting is good. I think the scenario for the whole, like, ah, oh, I enjoyed rebelling, it's been done before. But as with anything, it's all about the execution. It's not about the originality. So if he's able to tell an interesting story or an interesting take on this particular thing that has been done to death, nah, I'm okay with it. And I'm looking forward to playing the game in May. Uh, and the last game that I've been, um, I played, which is a game that's been on my backlog for, you know, since the moment it was released, basically, is The Witness. And I know, uh, Ken and Drew, you guys have played this game, right? Mm-hmm. I did. I reviewed it. Oh, you did? Okay. Uh, what I are played you? it. Oh, you did? Okay. So yeah. everyone everyone here has played it? Yep. Okay. Well, let me get your kind of overall feelings about the game before I talk about my experience so far. Makes my head hurt. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was. It, it's, it's a it's a deceptively difficult game. Uh, I feel like there were parts of it that felt rewarding, while other parts was I was trying to brute force my way through the puzzles. Yeah, sometimes you just get frustrated and you just brute force. Yeah, but I respect the crap out of Jonathan Blow for making that game because. He took something that's as simple as draw a line mm-hmm. and made it so difficult and very intelligent. It's a very intelligent yeah. game that I think um, I think everybody should play. Uh, what's, free. what's your feelings about it? Um, so I liked part of that game, but when it came to the... Uh, I'll just call them the Tetris pieces, because I think that's what everybody referred them to, to them as. Um, to me, I if I'm correct, like I did it in a way where I'm like the logic should have still worked out, but because it wasn't the same steps to get there, it was like... Because they, they train you in this game to, to think certain ways, right? They start you off with one puzzle, and they move you through, and then you, you group like, all the things you learn into more complex puzzles later on. And the Tetris pieces one, I felt the training was really poor in that game. And I actually, um, the year that came out was not last, but uh, it was uh, 2016, right? So I actually sent it to Drew um, on the uh, Game of the Year (laughs) podcast that it was one of my disappointments, I'm pretty sure, um, because... That game, I felt like the whole time Jonathan Blow was just like, see how much smarter I am than you? And I was like, to some extent, like, you did this with Braid, man. Like, with the stars and stuff. Like, there's a point where it's like, I'm glad you figured this out. And there's a point where it's like, ha, I know you, like, I know only so many people will solve this. Like, aren't we all smart? And I'm like, that's what it felt like some of the time, doing those puzzles. And it was funny, because I bought that game, and I have a friend who's colorblind. You can't be colorblind and play that game because there's like puzzles that revol- like revolve around color too much that if you can't see the differences very well, like you aren't going to be able to solve them. If you're deaf, you can't solve some of the puzzles in that game. And I know you don't have to solve all the puzzles in the game to get the ending, blah, 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 but if you want to enjoy that game 100%, you need to have those. And not once do they mention like, hey, like colorblind people might have problems with this game and... Uh, like people with that are hard of hearing might have trouble with this game because if you're gonna act smart, I need you to kind of think about that stuff too. Especially when you're asking thirty dollars for a game. I know that seems like an asshole thing for me to say, but it just it the way that game sort of presented itself to me 
and the things I noticed that it decided not to mention was just like, all right, well, go fuck yourself, is kind of how I felt about that game. Towards the part where I started moving to the Tetris pieces, I'm like, this logic doesn't make sense to me fully, and I'm, I'm just kind of done with it. So, hmm. like, so you, I think you were getting. It seems like you were getting very frustrated at some point. Um, at the Tetris pieces specifically, the other stuff was like, okay, I'm grasping this. This is very smart. This is very well done. And then the Tetris pieces, I swear, I followed the steps of how to use them in a puzzle correctly, and it was still wrong. And I was just like, I ended up looking up the answer to one of them, which I didn't want to do for any of the puzzles. Looked at it, and I'm like, this is the same logic that I was using. I was like, okay, let me move on to the next puzzle. And I figured that one out just fine. So to me, it was like one puzzle just didn't go... I'm like, you know what? I'm like not enjoying this enough to be putting up with this bullshit. Maybe I'll come back to it, and I just never did. Do you, do you like find yourself puzzles. someone that uh, you really likes puzzle games or maybe doesn't like them? Oh, yeah, I love puzzle games. Um, okay. My favorite VR game yeah. is a game called Static, which is a lot of like logic puzzles based around what you can do with the, your controller, like having to figure out how to connect pieces on this box that's around your hands. I love puzzle games. This one in particular, just there was something about it that it... it, it, it I felt wrong, like, something was wrong when I was playing it that just wasn't clicking. Uh, and I know that's just me. I know, that, like, if it's, it's something that if, like, you don't play a lot of video games and you like a lot of, like, um, paper puzzles, I would suggest playing if you wanted to get into video game puzzles. Like, the, I wouldn't say, like, don't play this game to anyone. It's just, that's my opinion of it. Okay. That's it's very beautiful. The one thing that I will say is that game looks amazing. The sound design, like, that game is pretty. Like I, I was, I just enjoyed walking around. In it. Yeah, I I think when it comes to the witness in particular, it's a game that I've seen a lot of people kind of um, introduce to some other non gamers, the people that are not familiar with games, to see whether or not they would enjoy it because it's um it's not it's not a very stressful game. You can just if you no. if you get stuck, you can just walk away. You can just go somewhere else and try something else and do whatever, or just basically kind of look around the environment and do whatever you want. There's no danger. There's nothing trying to kill you. That I'm aware of so far, anyway. So no, there's nothing that kills you in that game. Yeah, so it just seems to be a game that's pretty relaxing to play, as long as you don't get upset about not being able to do. Yeah, and I'm, 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 I'm I, that's just me. Oh <laughs> uh, no, I mean, we, we enjoy we enjoy games differently, so that's that's fair. And I haven't gotten to the Tetris piece parts that you're talking about. I'm you'll you'll recognize them because they look like the Tetraminos from Tetris. Okay. Um, but as far as my experience goes, I play this game. It's kind of on a whim. I had it on you know PS4 forever now, and um, you know I was I was I was figuring out what what game I wanted to stream for the two hours, and I decided to pick the witness and I had some people drop by like putting out some nice puns and giving me some unclear directions. <laughs> At some points, it's basically you know, I have to tr- figure out like are they trying to troll me or are they trying to guide me, and then it's it's, it's a little bit of both. So that was an interesting way of experiencing the game. And what I'll say is that. It is a it is a clever game for sure. I think the way the puzzles kind of build upon each other, because when we think about progress in video games, what do we normally think about? We we think about getting items. We get think about getting equipment. We think about getting stronger so we can be something. We think about getting an item or equipment that allows us to access new areas that we weren't able to before. That metro metrovania thing that formula formula that we're also familiar with. But in the case of a game like The Witness, the only thing that you gain ever is knowledge. 
And I think that's I think that's a clever way to kind of block off points. If you are someone that has played the game before and you've beaten the game, you can go to the puzzles like all the way at the end, like that you're not you're probably not supposed to go to, and you can just start solving those first before you do, you do any of the earlier ones. And in that in that regard, I think it's pretty interesting. But as far as the my desire to just keep playing it, I feel like it's there. Like yeah, like I want to challenge myself. I want to keep going. But at the same time, I find myself in situations like, okay, I run into this puzzle, and I'm not sure what this is. But I think to myself, okay, maybe this has relevance to something that I've dealt with in the past. So am I supposed to know how to solve this? Or am I supposed to go somewhere else to learn something else before I come back? And not knowing the difference between the two positions that I might be in, and that became a difficult part for me. So I, I just kind of sat there trying looking at this puzzle. I was like, okay, this looks similar to the thing that I saw before, but the way that I'm doing it now doesn't seem to work at all. So maybe I'm supposed to go somewhere else, but I don't know where I'm supposed to go to learn about this particular mechanic. So in that way, I'm kind of meandering, wandering about, and spending like 20, 30 minutes kind of going from one thing to the next. I was at the pyramid place, and I kind of understood how that puzzle worked for a second. I had ideas, but whatever I tried wasn't working. So I backed up. And according to the uh, the people that were in the chat, they were they told me that like, oh yeah, you should be able to solve it if you if you think about it in a particularly different way. So I was just kind of like you know rubbing you know kind of rubbing my face against the thing, seeing the, like the glares from the sun and seeing all the little different connotations of the possibilities and overcomplicating the situation, which is something that I often do. That I you know it's a fault of mine. But either way, I, I did enjoy the game and I do want to continue playing it. But it's one of those games where I want to play maybe once a week. Instead of playing like until I'm finished, kind of deal, and that might work against me because I might forget some of the things that I exactly. learned and stuff. Yeah. So it's it's a difficult prospect to actually go through this game, but I do enjoy it, and I do hope to actually finish it at some point or I, other. I don't know if you've hit that moment yet, Jay, but there was a moment in that game that really stuck with me, and it was the moment I said I saw something and said, "Can I do this?" And then I could. And I, that did, was, I, I did have some parts where I'm in the environment, I don't have a panel in front of me, and then I just click on something, and it's like, oh shit, it lights up. Yeah. I can move it around. I was like, oh, that's neat. Yeah, that was that was my moment of, oh, crap. I didn't know. Like, there, there's more to this world than just the panel puzzles. The, the good old Eureka moment, right? Yeah, I, I had that, and I was like, oh, this is cool. And I was like, all right. Well, and that, that was when I had my, ah, I need to look more than just... At the puzzles themselves, the entire world could be a puzzle. Yeah, I, I think it certainly has potential, and I can understand why so many people like it. Just from the small you know, snippet of uh, experience that I've had so far, I gotten at least one laser on so far. Um, well, you can, you guys can tell me how many lasers do I need to activate to finish the game? There's five. Five. It's been a long time since I played it, but I think I there's think five. There's six. Maybe six. Yeah. I think okay. there's six, but like, if I'm correct, you don't have to do them all. Okay. Or something like that to get to the end of the game, but you need to do them all to f- complete the game fully or something like that. There, there's a weird, like, you don't have to do... Or is it... You don't have to do every puzzle to turn on the laser. It's something weird like that. There's, You don't have to do every puzzle to finish the game. For yeah. sure. Yeah. And there is one puzzle in particular that... Uh, it gives you more backstory, I guess. There's not much story in this game, but there's one puzzle that I ran into that I heard that 
when you when you you know because the big question is what is behind that door, mm-hmm. and um, I never did solve that puzzle. <laughs> did you try hard, or is that something just kind of on the back burner? Uh, I mean, I, I I want to finish that game. Okay. But uh, yeah, Overwatch is also staring <laughs> at me. I, yeah, I got to gotta break it. up with Overwatch, dude. I need to uninstall that game. That's that's all there is to it. Yeah, he ju- you just reinstalled uh, Puzzles and Dragons. So uninstalling <laughs> and reinstalling it doesn't sound like a great idea. I'll be honest. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're just gonna, gonna see some skin or something, and you're yeah. like, oh, I need that. I need yeah. that skin. They constantly have these 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 updates where they go, like, oh, check out this new skin for this character you don't even use, but you have to have it. Yeah, because it looks so cool. You're like, oh, this event. Oh, there's a new event coming out. It's got some story stuff on. Yeah. Yeah, like yeah that's, that's how they get that yeah. game. Get me excited! Did you see the Symmetra rework that they're doing? Yeah, their her ultimate is a shield that encompasses the, like half of the half of the stage, like yeah. infinite range, and has five thousand health. That's ridiculous! How are they even going to work that into the map? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I, I really don't know how they're going to shake that out, but it's going to be interesting. She's going to be a defense hero instead of support now as well. So, which she should have been to begin with. Agreed, uh, but yeah, that that's it for me. Those are the games that I've been playing recently. All right, so we'll move on to Anthony. All right, well, uh, I sent in my review for Dead in Vinland. Uh, that game's really good, but like Drew was mentioning earlier about the game he played, um, a lot of dice rolls, and when a dice roll can be the difference between a character surviving and a character dying in a game where if one character dies out of the main four, the game is over. It's a little much to handle. It's a fun game. I almost treat it like, um, if anybody's ever used, like, Cookie Clicker or one of those clicker games that don't really involve too much. This obviously involves more thought, but I could have that on while watching something on Netflix. I like that. I like the management aspect of it, but I found that, like, no matter how well I managed this group, all it takes is one poor dice roll to just ruin my day. Because, like, I'll have a 80% chance of hunting an animal, and, whoops, no, you slipped and fell on your knife, and now you have way too much damage as a character. And it's like, well, great. Um, I started up uh, for review, it came in late, so, uh, Witch in the Hundred Night 2. Um, I played a little bit, and when I say a little bit, I mean very little bit of the first one. Mm-hmm. Uh, the way this game starts off in comparison is really weird because it starts off with um, like Disgaea esque uh, cutscene where it's just kind of static images on each side of the screen talking to each other, and um, the humor is kind of similar, but I think it works in Disgaea a bit better because like this is semi serious, and then there's some dumb humor like there's a crow that I think is supposed to be a male crow, but in drag, because it's obviously a male voice actor. I don't know. Um, every time the story comes up, I go, oh, alright, alright, what's, what's, what are we going to be talking about now? And I found that most of the conversations are just roundabout, like they could be summed up in a couple sentences, and it's like, no, here's five minutes of dialogue. It's like, oh, god. Alright. Um... And then uh, the gameplay in that is pretty similar to the first one. Um, 
There's different forms that you can change to. So, like, one is better with swords, one is better with hammers, one is better with magic. Um, you have the stomach, so you can only hold so much. You have to watch your calories with that, because they're constantly going down. Calories can refill your health. There's mana to upgrade weapons. and It's fun. Um, it's definitely not for everyone, but if you want a hack-and-slash game that's sort of like a Japanese version of Diablo, I this is pretty close, I guess. Um, I haven't left the forest yet, though, and when I look at the world map, it's a lot of forest, which means that this game all kind of looks the same, which is a little bit disappointing. Um, I'm hoping that I'm wrong and I'm just reading the map wrong, but, like, it looks like it's a lot of the same sort of environment, which is kind of disappointing. But I'm having fun with that game. Uh, the actual character, 100 Knight, is cute. Um, the enemies he fights are kind of these neat little cartoony characters. I like the boss fights in that game. Um, it's, it's, it's fun, uh, but the first one is available, so I'd say go try that if you're gonna look for it, because this is, again, a lot of the same sort of stuff going on, um, uh, and, and the way it introduces you to concepts in that game is a lot more interesting, because it does it kind of in-engine first, rather than having you watch a bunch of, like, static images talk to each other. Um, they do have their mouths move, and it's all voice acted, but... Um, you know, when the first game and the second game are very similar and the first game is going to be less money than the new release, it's kind of hard to say, like, go buy the new one. Um, it's a different story, too. The way 100 Night comes around this time is different than the first one. I'm assuming I'm playing as a different 100 Night then, but that's not made clear. Um, so, in between that, I decided, like, I have to check something off of my, like, backlog. So I popped in Wolfenstein Old Blood, which I never finished. I thought I did, and I actually was on the final stage and then just never finished the game. Um, so I restarted it all, which was dumb, but I finished it. And uh, that game does not fit in with the other two Wolfenstein games now that uh, Machine Head Games has done. Because the weird supernatural stuff doesn't fit in anymore. Like, it made sense in between, like, the Wolfenstein from Activision and the Machine Head one. But they said that there's, like, no connection, even though there is, to the Activision game. They didn't want the Supernatural stuff. And the Old Blood, the second half, is basically, like, what if Doom wasn't as fast? Um, I enjoyed it. The final boss kind of sucked, but uh, that game is... Wolfenstein games were really good. Um, and then I played a little bit of Poyo Poyo Tetris, which just told me that I'm good at Tetris and not good at Poyo Poyo. And then I uh, caved after last week, um, actually just this morning, and I bought God of War and started that up, and whoo! <laughs> yeah, that's boy. a game. Oh, boy! That's, that's a game. Uh, yeah. Boy! Uh, so I watched the, so I'm, I'm watching the introduction scene, which I'm not spoiling anything, is basically what you saw at E3, but I was like, this seems different, so I went back and watched the E3 trailer, and I like how they kind of toned back Kratos when he's talking to his son because I remember the E3 trailer and being like wow, he hates this kid and it doesn't come off that way in the game at all, it comes off as like this weird like compassionate you have to be stronger cause like I'm not gonna be here or whatever sort of talk and holy shit the combat is fantastic uh, that first boss fight right as that chapter ends 
I I have a feeling I know who that's supposed to be, but I'm not sure. And um, oh my god, oh my god, yeah, that like, game isn't, isn't that one heck of a first boss fight. Oh my god, was it ever? I was like, I'm glad that like he still because there's that mini boss fight, mm-hmm. right? Uh, which was shown at E3 as well with the thing that holds the big like wooden pillar or whatever it is uh, or stone pillar on its shoulder and I was like okay I'm like this is fine and then he does the finisher on that and I'm like oh good so God of War is still in here which I I, I don't know if anybody said but God of War is still in this game like he's still Kratos he still kicks ass and like it is super violent at times yeah right as the first boss fight and then I thought I was done and then it came back around again and it was like Oh crap! This is this is fantastic. Oh shit! That I haven't had that much like oh wow wow moments in a while. Um, I really like the way that game like it's kind of what I was hoping it would be after we talked last time. It has that sort of feel that like I had with the Tomb Raider game where it's like and probably because it's very snowy is the reason why, but um just this this world that i want to see more of that is like these old structures and everything i I, i'm very impressed with that game i so far and and from the sounds of it it only gets better so um yeah i'm really glad i picked that up and that'll be kind of the thing i go back to between reviews um and then just Another game I've been playing, which has obviously come down after talking about God of War, is uh, I have a HDMI adapter for my GameCube, and um, decided to boot up uh, Mario Kart Double Dash. Yep, that's my least favorite Mario Kart. Yep, it's still mine. Like a lot of people have come around to that game in the later years, and I'm still like, nah, I'm good. It's a weird, it's a weird thing, and it's not even because there's two characters on the. Well, it is, but it's not the two characters that I have a problem with. It's because there's no jump in it. Like even in the N64 game, when um, when you decided to do a turn, there's a slight hop, and when you land, that's how I know when I know to lean into the turn. But I can't grasp that as well. Like I don't find that power sliding around corners works as well in this. And uh, I, I don't really care for the maps either. Like, and and every Mario Kart game, if you're in first, you're totally screwed because you don't get any good items. And I know that's to make the game more even or whatever, but it's just it's a pain in the ass. I've always hated that. And just something I wanted to bring up because I made fun of the name. We kind of joked at the name last week. And um, watch, it'll be something that you've played, I'm sure, or something like that. Um, I looked up a robot named Fight after we talked about it, um, and. Uh, that game looks pretty good, and I'm probably going to try that out. Um, that uh, is a Metroidvania, which obviously is a term that gets overused. But it it's an obvious Metroidvania. Like, it is trying to kind of be Metroid, but with, like, aliens that are, or monsters that are pretty creepy. And it looks pretty good, so I'm probably going to give that a shot on Steam. So, yeah, I just want to say, like, oh, yeah, after, like, hearing that name and then seeing what it was, it's like, oh, this is totally not what I thought it was going to be. So, that I'm going to be looking forward to trying out this week. And that's it. Alright. I'll wrap it up with some super interesting video games. (laughs) (laughs) 
I hope they're all booby games. No, uh, unfortunately, <laughs> I did not play any booby games this week. I did, however, there was a game that popped up on Xbox One this week called Corgan, and no, it doesn't have anything to do with Smashing Pumpkins. That's fine. Is it uh, spelled that way, though? Uh, yeah, it's K-O-R-G-A-N, so just change the C to a K, you got it. Um, it's a free game. It's a dungeon crawler. It, it, you know, it's like a I want to be a Diablo kind of thing. And it was like just labeled as free, so I was like, eh, I'll download it, it's free, whatever. That game is fucking terrible. <laughs> um, okay, what, what's, what makes it so bad? So you can switch between three characters, and as you can imagine, one is a dwarf with an axe. Yeah. One is a hunter, which is a girl um, with her boobs, hang, with her boobs hanging out. No, she's a. Uh, I think she's human. She, uh, has, she has bow? she has a crossbow. Oh, of course. Uh, and then there's a third character, which is a girl who has like flame and ice powers, and she floats. Um, you can switch between them on the fly. Uh, but the combat is so bad that, like, none of the characters can attack without being constantly bombarded. And if one of them dies, they all die, and you start the dungeon over. Um, you do get to keep your levels and all that fun stuff, but it is just, it is just poorly designed. And then, like, you notice when you get to the end of the prologue, it's like, oh, do you want to play the whole game? That's $20. Wow. So it was a demo, but it wasn't marketed as a demo? Yeah, just marked it. It was just listed as free. And then, like, um, it's kind of like Raiders of the Broken Planet where you can download the prologue. And then, if you want the additional episode, you pay the $20. Uh, they grab you by the ankles and shake you. <laughs> uh, but, like, uh, here's the funny thing if you're into, like, achievement points, that game doles them out in 100 point increments, and you can get most of them from the prologue. Nice. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> Sounds like I know what I'm doing this evening. Oh yeah, does that actually excite you, Drew? Really? Not really. No, no. no it's uh, <laughs> don't don't even bother wasting your bandwidth. That game is not good. Oh, <laughs> um, made it. Made at it. the price of free. No. <laughs> it, I mean, don't even waste the time. Download. It's made by somebody called Code Stalkers. That's the company that made it. Is it American or? I, I don't know. I know it's a bad game. That's okay. That's what I know. Fair uh, enough. I also... Do you, did you remember they were bringing back Defiance? Yes, I do remember that. Yeah, I got into the beta this weekend and got to play it. That's the same game it was. Just a little higher resolution. Well, I, I kind of figured that was what it was going to be. Yeah. Um, I That's for- not a bad game. Though. I had forgot how stupid they run. Yeah. It, it's pretty bad. Remember whenever we'd get on, like, four-wheelers? Yeah. And we would be running, like, 400 miles an hour? Yeah. And then you'd hit something, and then... Is that game free? Does anybody know? Yeah. It wasn't when it originally came out. I think you, it, it was like Guild Wars 2, where you bought the oh, game, yeah. and then you played it for... You, it, there was no subscription. Well, that's what I meant. Like, is they, are they going to charge me to buy the game? That, I don't know. Because if they are, I'm not going to play that game. I kind of got... They, but if they don't charge you, you're going to keep playing it? I might play it. Okay. I mean, it's good for you. It's not great, but it's competent, I guess. Uh, I also booted back up Battle Chasers because it got a huge patch this week. Uh, again, if you've not played this game, you should go play this game. It's just yeah, I actually just recently purchased that for real cheap. Yeah, that's they, on my backlog. They just patched it this week to support 4K. Uh, that does nothing for me. Well, I know it does nothing for you, but they also balanced the later game. 
Ooh. Which was my number one complaint about that game because you hit a difficulty spike in the dungeons later in the game to where enemies basically like one shot you. And it became very frustrating, especially because you go through the dungeon, you get all the way to the end, and you get an enemy that one-shots you, and then the dungeon resets. And it was very, very frustrating. But they balanced that. So I went back into it and did one of the dungeons that gave me one of the biggest issues, because you can go back into the dungeons and reset them and play them again. And it, it was a lot more manageable. Like, they still hit hard, but you could get through it if you uh, if you actually played it properly. Give you time to heal, I guess. Yeah, because uh, there's two where, healers. Where'd, where'd you find the sale, by the way, Drew? Well, how, how much was it? It was Amazon, uh, and I got it for fifteen bucks. That's a steal. Uh, how much is it normally? Thirty. Thirty. Yeah, it was thirty when huh? it came out. Yeah. That game is really good. Like, especially if you're a fan of Joe Mad's artwork. I love his artwork. You're gonna love this game because it's just it's just Joe Mad all over it. It's just it's such a great great game. I like that game a lot. Is he working on Darkstalkers 3? Darksiders, you mean? Darksiders 3? Sorry. No. Uh, I really highly recommend you go watch the Darksiders documentary that's on YouTube. Okay. Uh, it's like an hour and a half long, and they talk about the first two games, and then they talk about the third game. And basically what happened is the teams from the first two games split into two different companies, and one of them is the company that put out Battle Chasers, and the other one went off uh, to join THQ Nordic to build Darksiders 3. Interesting. Yeah. So, uh, it's, but it's, Joe Mad went with the other guys. Yeah, Joe Mad was always like a like a freelance artist that just kind of worked with them. Um, like when he started doing Darksiders, he had actually finished up doing some Marvel stuff and then went into Darksiders. And in the documentary, he literally says that uh, the guys that are making Darksiders 3 emailed him about a possible character concept for Darksiders 3, and he emailed it to them, and that's what they ended up using. So it was kind of like a friend favor. Who Who is the the protagonist in the third game? Fury. 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 Yeah. Fury. Haven't seen there. Famine yet. Nope, that would be the think f- I don't think famine exists in this one. No. Oh. What about pestilence? Uh, I don't think that. I think they changed the other two. Okay. I think it's death and war normal, and then the other two are like their own. Okay. Hopefully we'll get all four of them at some point. Yeah. Uh, I also played a game called Masters of Anima, which is a top-down, another kind of Diablo-style game, but it mixes in a little bit of Overlord. If you remember that game... Yeah, I remember Overlord. So you can spawn like these, um, I forget what they're called, but you can spawn these characters that join your army, and uh, then you can use them to attack and solve puzzles and things like that. It's actually not a bad game. It's got some really solid voice work, looks really nice. Uh, the the army controlling co- uh, controls are actually well done. Uh, you can switch between the types of uh, armies that you have by tapping the left and the right bumper. Um, you can pull the left trigger to lock onto things and tell them to attack. It's very intuitive, so like when you have two different kinds, you can tap the A button once to send the selected uh, attackers at it, and if you tap it again, then it sends all of your attackers at it. It's very unique context-sensitive stuff with that. Um, and, I, and I'm enjoying it so far. We'll see how crazy it gets when you start adding more, because I feel like there's going to be more, because right now I only have two armies. So I feel like down the road there it might be harder because when you're in battle, switching between which ones you need and spawning them as they die could co- become a little complex. Mm-hmm. But we'll see when I get there. So far I'm enjoying it. It's it's a neat little game. 
Uh, and in the last game I'm playing, I really want to like more than I do so far, because everybody's comparing it to Link to the Past. But it's a game called the The Swords of Ditto. I've heard of this. Yeah, so it is essentially a Link to the Past style, top-down, um, hero of time kind of thing, overworld, walk around, go in dungeons, solve the dungeons. Uh, but from what I understand, it has a roguelike element. Yeah, I was just about to say. And if you die, you get to keep your level, but you've got to start the whole map over, and it's also got a Majora's Mask timer on it. So you have seven days to defeat the big bad guy. Um, my biggest issues with it so far is that it just feels obtuse. Like, they kind of give you a general direction where to go, and you start heading there, and then you realize that you can't go that way because of a certain thing, so you got to walk all the way back around. Um, it just... I don't know. Like, I'm in the first dungeon now, and I'm playing through it, and I literally got to a room where... And I think the the dungeons are uh, procedurally generated, which sucks. Um, And once I got into this dungeon, I got to a point where there are these two blocks that jump up in the air and smash down, and I can't figure out how to kill them, and the doors are closed and will not open until I do something. And the game has not taught me the mechanic to deal with this stuff yet, and I'm just stuck there. Are you, are you sure it's precisely generated? I thought that's what I had heard, is that the dungeons themselves... That would be so crazy for a Zelda-like game to have precisely generated dungeons, though. Yeah, that's going Because even if I'm stuck at this point, like, I can't look up how to solve it, because the dungeon's not going to be the same for everybody. Mm-hmm. That's weird, man. That's and rough. that game... That game's been being, like, the couple times I've seen it, it's been pushed as, like, a co-op experience, too. Yes, there is a two-player mode in that game. Uh, also, I can't undersell how fucking great that game looks. It's legitimately like Link to the Past, if Link to the Past was a Saturday morning cartoon. Yeah. Like, it is just, it is beautiful to see in person. Like, I really like the art style of that game. And it even, like, it like embraces the Saturday morning stuff. Like, your weapons, like, your items that you get to do things are called toys. And uh-huh. you get them from the toy store. And uh, your buffs are stickers. So you get sticker packs, and you put them on your weapons and armor. Uh. So, like, everything about this game is great, except for the, the execution of some of the mechanics, which makes me really bummed out. Because if this was literally just a Zelda clone, with this, you know, you know, coat art of, style, yeah, this kind, of, this kind of coat of paint and this like the themes of the toy store, if the fast travel is a fucking kazoo. <laughs> so you 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 pop out a kazoo and play it to fast travel to the kazoo fly points. Wow, which is just fantastic. Um, I'm gonna keep trying to play it if it. I don't know. I just feel like some of the stuff is working against it for it to be as good as it should be, which really kind of bums me out. Yeah, it sounds like well, I I had an interest in that as well as Minute. Yeah, and they're both published by Devolver, which is kind of weird that they put out two Zelda-like games so close to each other um, that they've been kind of hyping for a while. But uh, I I was I guess I'm kind of lucky that I got Minute then from the sounds of it because I, I thought Swords of Ditto what like I knew there was roguelike elements because 
they kind of sell it on the fact that like you play as different heroes over time. Yes. I'm assuming that's when you die, you come back as another hero. Yep. Yeah, so that was kind of interesting. But to hear that the dungeons are roguelike... Uh, okay. Yeah, like, you, just go play Blossom Tales. That game is yeah, I, I have it on PC. Yeah, Blossom Tales is, is a link to the past. It, it is. Basically. It's so criminally overlooked. I really like that game like a lot. That's on Switch now too, right? Yeah, it came out on Switch back in yeah, like the No excuse. Get that game. <laughs> yeah. I didn't mind uh, It'll Do 2. That game's alright. Yeah. Yeah. It'll it do a lot too. like Link the Past. <laughs> It'll do. It'll do. Oh, everybody keeps trying to capture that link to the past. Also, I never caught on to that that pun. God. (laughs) Up until you said it there. Yep. Oh, yeah. Now I see it. Also, even though Drew didn't respond to my text this weekend, I have been playing Super Mega Baseball 2, but I can't tell you anything about that. Wait, what text? I sent you a text asking if you wanted to review. I had code for it this weekend. What? Yeah. Too late now, Drew. I didn't get no text. I still got well, the code. And, you know, Drew, Drew picked, you know, cannon blocks so he can... That's probably true. Next time away, playing it's Overwatch, you know, which is what it is. Yeah, you can't... Would you like to review? No, I'm playing Overwatch. I'm playing Overwatch right now, man. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a long review. He's still reviewing the game, okay? Just give him time, yeah. guys. Yeah, it's, it's only a couple years. They keep adding stuff. I mean, I can't... Exactly, it's not complete yet. <laughs> I, can't, I can't help it. Every time I write my review, they add a new character. I'm like, fuck... Alright, uh, speaking of what's coming out this week, that is coming out this week. And if you have an Xbox Live account, Xbox Live Gold, you get it for free. So maybe you should download that. Since I can't tell you how good it is, I can tell you maybe you should download that on Tuesday. Okay. Uh, also out this week, Battlezone Gold Edition. Which uh, is not VR. Yeah. It's a I thing. question how that works. Uh, was it supposed to be? The, no, they're bringing it to other... Con- Battlezone was a VR release uh, when all the VR consoles, like all the VR systems launched, mm-hmm. and now they've removed the VR aspect. So you're driving around a tank in first person, but you're not looking around the cockpit, which kind of... That just means it's Battlezone. <laughs> hmm. Like... You see what I mean? This kind of a weird sort of thing because now, now you've taken away what made that version of Battlezone interesting, and now it's just the Atari game again. Speaking of VR <laughs> games, oh no! You know what's coming out next week? No. Do I want to know what's coming out? Next? You probably don't because um, I'm afraid you're due. Oh. Make it yeah. no! Neptunia no! VIIR. You know, you know, Anthony, you're lucky because <laughs> it's the early ones that were bad. The yeah, I haven't ones played the first not that one, bad. dude. <laughs> yeah, but the first was... game ran at like 10 frames per second. There was like no healing outside of battles for whatever reason. I would, have, I would have taken that a lot better if you didn't do it this way and tell me it was if you just sent me the code and then yeah. like time, and I would have been like, I guess it is. <laughs> to do it this way, hey, guess what else is coming out next week? So, Drew yeah. has done three Neptunia games. I've done three as well, so I figure, you know, you gotta at least get on our level, so this is here's one of three. 
And it's, uh, in, enjoy. it's in VR. Like my resignation. <laughs> it is in VR. So I have not. I don't know what to expect. Uh, wait, I'm wait. Do you have that. PSVR, Anthony? He does. Yes. Holy shit! You can play this game in VR. That's amazing. No. <laughs> no, you can get right there with fuck. What was her name? I don't know any other names. Uh, Neb Neb. Yes, you can get right up in Neb Neb's grill. That's exactly what you want. I don't think uh, that's what you're going to get up in. Just, yeah, just about to say. Probably. Anything. I don't know, man. It's probably perverted. Uh, also out this week, Drew probably knows about this game, Guns of Icarus Alliance. Yes. Yeah. Is this different than Guns of Icarus on PC? I think it's the same game. It's the same game. It's just now it's coming to PS4. Yeah. Okay. This game name really kind of creeped me out. Uh, Hex Tunnel Touch. All right. <laughs> okay. Uh, Hive Altinum Wars? I don't know what that is. Uh, Killing Floor Incursion? Pirate Flight? Uh, Dayland? And then City of Brass is out on Friday. Uh, Minecraft Super Plus Pack? Outbreak The Nightmare Chronicles? Another week without a 3DS release, but we've kind of come to expect that. Uh, and then the Switch, actually, uh, there's there's a few, but there's not a lot. Uh, Neo Geo Stakes winner. Uh, Arcade Archives 10-yard fight. This is, we're, we're not getting Virtual Console at this point, right? Well, not when Sega... I'm su- is that in the news? Uh, or is that, so- was that last week? I think, M2? I think that might have been last week. But yeah, the that and the Neo Geo game collection yeah. that's coming and, and now like Arcade Archives are doing like stuff like Ten Yard Fight and Super Mario Brothers Versus and we're I'm just gonna not... be honest, if if I don't have a switch so I realize I'm speaking on but like I would prefer as a Sega fan to have M two release the games. Then have Sega repackage them again, because if you if you anybody's played the 3D Classics versions of like Sonic the Hedgehog, that's one of the best versions of Sonic the Hedgehog hands down, and that's because they rebuilt that game entirely. They gave them the spin dash and one. It actually works this time around, unlike the uh, stupid Game Boy Advance version. Like that is the definitive version of the original Sonic the Hedgehog game. So if they're gonna do that level of work. For the Switch, that's what you want, not just a Genesis ROM. I realize that you want Nintendo stuff too, though. So um, yeah, I need I need Link to the Past again. They're uh, they're having a conference thing to talk about the online thing soon, aren't they? Yes, Nintendo? it's in it's in May. So so you know that's coming up real soon. So I hope we'll get the right details there. Um, they kind of outline the things they want to do. They want to have like a kind of rotating games that you can download for free if you have the service, right? That seems interesting. It yeah. seems like it should be a part of virtual, uh, virtual console if that's, you know, yeah, that's going to be a thing that you download. Didn't I hear, like, they're going to take them away? No, I think they've gone back on that. Okay. I, I think I, they I, said that originally and then had to kind of walk that back and be like, oh. I want. I just want my virtual console. I just want a way to buy my Nintendo Classics. Okay. It's, to, to me, it's not just about being able to buy Nintendo Classics. You can buy Nintendo Classics basically anywhere. You know, whatever consoles that you want. In I got that shit hooked up. Okay. No, no. What I what I mean to say is that I wanted 
tied to my account. Yes. So I can keep them for the next console that comes out. Man, I just, I just, if my console dies, I don't want to be like, ah, shit, I, I guess I lose all these games now. This, this is 2018. We have accounts, we have the cloud, we have the internet. Let's make use of them. Please. Nintendo also has their online service on a phone, so, uh, good luck with that. Yeah, that's how that's how I like to always talk to people that I'm playing Overwatch and uh, Monster Hunter World with. So you know, there you got it right. Yeah. Uh, also out on the Switch this week, Cast of the Seven Godsends Redux. There wasn't enough words in that title. Uh, that game is actually not bad, as bad as the title is. That game's all right. Uh, Don't die, Mister Robot. I know we've talked about that game before. Uh, uh, how has this game not been a title before? But Japanese Mahjong. It's like it out. Probably was a title or something. Okay. That's what I was gonna say. It feels like that's that's had to have been a title. Uh, Johnny Turbo's Arcade Sly oh. Spy. Nihilumbra. Nihilumbra. Is that how you say it? Uh, I've heard of that. Hold on. Nihilumbra. Also, Perfect Angle. It's gotta be a fishing game, right? Uh, I'd hope so. Otherwise, it's going to be math. No, it's it's a puzzle game using optical illusions. Yeah. Oh, okay. Fucking son of a bitch, fishing. And Nile Umbra is a is a PC game that's finally made its way to Switch. Oh, so Professional construction, the simulation. Mm-hmm. Great. Uh, Timberman versus. I swear to God, there's, this, this, this is like one of the worst weeks I've done in a while. Uh, but on Friday, we do get Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze on the Nintendo Switch. No, you get Funky Kong starring, <laughs> featuring right. Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze. That's what I'm talking about. Alright, let's do these uh, PC Oh, hold on. Is, is this Destiny 2 expansion 2 coming out next week as well? If it is, it's not on my list. That's uh, weird. I'm seeing playing, it on releases. Are people uh, playing Destiny 2 still? I don't know, but I'm looking forward to what content they're taking away from the original game <laughs> this time around. <laughs> All right. Just like how they did with the first expansion, so we'll see. I got a bunch of PC games here that I want to go through. We've got, again, put it in. <laughs> uh, we've got Crazy House Planes. That one's in early access, by the way. Uh We've got Fabulous, Angela's Wedding Disaster. Wow. Uh, we've also got Hungry Piggy versus Chicken. So there you go. I'm looking up Hungry Piggy versus Chicken, and... That's got to be wow, some Wow, it, like it is Angry Birds. Yeah, I was going to say, it's got to be some like phone game or some shit. It is, it absolutely is, yep. Yeah. There's been so many of those. I can't believe somebody still would take the time to release one in 2018. Uh, Alright, let's do some news. News, 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 news. Wolfenstein 2 has a release date on the Nintendo Switch. It is June 29th. If you haven't played that game, and that's the way you can play it, play that game. It's a good game. Games. I really enjoyed even going back over the levels to do the uh, commander missions. That game is very, very good. Uh, you... A little difficult at first, but very good. My biggest issue with that game was the fact that the enemies could see you from a mile away and hit you 
and I'm yeah. just like, I don't even know where they're hitting me at. And 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 the uh, and the way that game starts when you're in the uh, power suit, that's a little rough. Yeah. Uh, if you have an Xbox One X and you have a 1440p monitor or something that supports FreeSync, the new um, April update supports that, as well as an auto low latency mode for TVs that support that. So, continuous updates on Xbox One software. Uh, Super Mario Odyssey is broken. Uh, is now the best-selling game on. Uh, on Nintendo Switch and Zelda Breath of the Wild is now officially the best selling Zelda game ever made kudos good job Uh, Sonic Mania (laughs) Plus has a release date it's out in July Mm, yes please Uh, if you pre-order Speederman you get the Iron Man (laughs) speeder suit so there's that the Iron Spider suit whatever uh, there's some free Pokemans coming to Ultra Sun and Moon in May. Uh, Dragon Ball Dragon Ball Fighters announced the next DLC character, Zamatsu. Don't know who that is. I'm assuming one of you guys would chime in on that because I don't know shit about Dragon Ball. Is that I mean, somebody either. from Super? I don't know. He doesn't. It's fused Zamatsu. Yeah, sorry. fused Zamatsu is the. Uh the final baddie in the future Trunks arc. So he's like the big bad. There also has a... Was it Vegito as well? That's a combined form of Goku and Vegeta. S Vegito or something? Yeah, Super Saiyan God. So blue. Blue Vegito. He's a pretty iconic character from the end of Dragon Ball Z. So it's supposedly not one of the most powerful and stuff. So it'll be interesting to see him in there. Nintendo has announced that they are working on a new action RPG for phones. Yeah. It's called... Maybe it's actually a game this time. It's called Drag- Dragalia Lost. Dragalia Lost. So there you go. Uh, mm-hmm. Monster Hunter World's new Street Fighter armor quest has been dated. Rolls out uh, to get... The quest to get Street Fighter V Sakura armor rolls out in two weeks. So there's yep. another thing you can go get. Um, Call of Duty Black Ops 4 might bring back the Pick 10 system. So there's that. Uh, PUBG players on Xbox One can now enjoy playing on the test server as well as the Miramar map. So you can now download a separate client as a test server. Hint, hint, Blizzard. Uh, what else is going on? This is a very slow news week. Okay. I know, I know Nintendo announced that they'll be producing 3DS games into 2019. Well, and yeah, a bunch of people decided that that was a bad thing somehow. Well, they announced, uh, what is it, that Mario and Luigi game is uh, 2019. Yeah, I... It shouldn't have been a surprise, but apparently at an investment meeting or something like that, they made it very clear that they're still supporting the 3DS, which people are upset about somehow, I suppose. But, I mean, for the most part, that's a good thing. Like, when the 3DS is still selling, it's kind of important to support a product. Like, I don't know, but, like, 
I was buying one for a ki- if I was buying a console for a kid, I wouldn't spend five hundred dollars. It's five hundred, or I think after taxes and everything in Canada. This is no three ninety nine in Canada for a Switch. So it's that or a hundred dollars for a two DS. Hmm, <laughs> hard decisions. Yeah, when when you got kids, you just gotta buy them all. Fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> But I'm know, excited because I don't have a Switch and I love my 3DS a lot. So it, it feels so weird. Like take into consideration this, right? When we we're growing up, and um, we got to the point where our parents, you know, I, I don't know how rich your parents were, but my parents weren't wealthy, so they were, you know, they were nice enough to buy me a console, but they would only buy me like one or two games a year. But we're now at this point of time where even if you're not wealthy, you can buy games like constantly. Oh, and yeah. There's all these free-to-play games, and it feels like kids nowadays don't value games as much as we did back in then. You know what I mean? They play. So like, I, my, I've watched my son play Roblox, and I want to be the first to tell you that Roblox looks like one of the biggest piles of shit I've ever seen in my yeah. life. But that kid, yep. that kid loves that game. And I was talking to Wombat, and his kid is the exact same. Like his kid absolutely adores that game, and we were trying to figure out why because we're like, you know, us being like really hardcore into gaming. Like, mm-hmm. we have a lot of really, really, really quality video games. And these kids choose to play Roblox. It's it's a weird yeah. thing, because the game looks like garbage. It's the yeah. same way with Minecraft, dude. Yeah, but Minecraft, Minecraft at is, least has a style. Roblox doesn't. Roblox Minecraft just looks like... A style, but if you've, if you've ever seen Roblox, like, Minecraft actually has, like, I don't know what it is. Like, there's a quality to it. Whereas Roblox feels like a generic little big is, planet. Is Roblox is, featured by Lego? No. No. Holy shit, how did it not get sued? It looked like Legos. Different enough, it's different enough. For yeah. Holy shit, this looks terrible. But yeah. there is a, so it's funny you mentioned Lego. Roblox. How do you spell Roblox? R-O-B-L-O-X. O-X. There is an old game on Lego. Lego used to host like Flash games and stuff on their website. I don't know if they do anymore. When I was a kid, and there was one that was a full 3D backlot, was what it was called, and you could explore this Lego world in full 3D. That from over a decade ago looks better than Roblox. <laughs> yeah, it's Roblox is that, a bad, bad looking game. It's. Uh... I mean, I I have heard my son because like it's one of those community driven creation yeah. games. Like I've heard him start games up, and it'll just have like voice clips of like, like songs and stuff. Like there's literally like a Trump game where it's just raining Donald Trumps from the sky. Oh dear God! Yeah, this sounds like yeah, it sounds like almost like Second Life or something. Yeah, it's it's like it's a bad, it's bad. There's it's a lot a of massive. there's a lot of garbage in there, like a lot of garbage. But he loves that fucking game. <laughs> I mean, kids can enjoy what they can enjoy, I suppose. You know, it's not our business to tell them. Unless it's, you know, actually harming them in some way, then yeah, you have to step in. But if it's just a matter of taste, then yeah, sure. But I, I wonder if they are not appreciating games as much because we're kind of overloading them with all these different types of things to just constantly play. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. know. Like, I let my kid play pretty much anything that I have... Well, you know that's not violent or. I was gonna say. Here's Manhunt. Here's <laughs> Neptunia Six. You play oh. Nap Nap, and you know. I, I, well, you want him to play video games, Jay. Not <laughs> just turn off of them forever. What's funny? Hey, what's funny is I have let him play PUBG. 
Mm, interesting. Yeah, there, there's not other than like what people say. I, I don't know. Then I don't like, let is him that game hyper violent? Like, does any other than just like a blood splurt off? No, it's not even really like like it's so goofy looking half the time. Yeah. That it's not even like, and I don't let him chat, obviously. But, oh yeah. I'm... But like he finished second. In a PUBG wow. match. How old is he? He's he just turned eight yesterday. Oh yeah, okay. That's that's about the age I started getting into more violent stuff. But damn, I I don't think I could pull that off. No, I oh, I wow. can't. I've played that game quite a bit, and the best I ever did was like number eight. <laughs> what year did uh, Wolfenstein 3D come out? Oh god, dude, that was what ninety three, ninety four, or no, 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 that was Doom. So Wolfenstein was probably like ninety. Ninety two. Okay, yeah. The year I was born. Feel old. So, feel so old. I, I was seven when I played that game. <laughs> in 1992, you were seven? Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, my God. I was in junior I high. I was alive. <laughs> I was in junior high in 1992. Wow. Okay. <laughs> I was playing Wolfenstein when I was seven. Yeah, I was playing Doom and Wolfenstein back then. Yeah. Back whenever they were, like, satanic. But, you know, like, I couldn't have played it any earlier, Drew, because they weren't invented when I was a little kid. <laughs> you know, Nintendo came on the scene when I was six. <laughs> Nintendo came on the scene whenever I was born. <laughs> so. uh, um, Game Pass, uh, Microsoft's Netflix-style subscription. They announced the new games coming to that this month. Obviously, State of Decay 2 is the headliner. Um, Laser League is also another new game that's being released going straight to Game Pass. Uh, they're also adding Overcooked, Sonic and Knuckles, Unmechanical Extended, Homefront the Revolution, The Escapists, and uh, Pro Evo Soccer 2018. Unmechanical is a game that I don't think a lot of people play, but they should. That's a cool game. That is a really cool game. Very I short. I the same about Overcooked as well. If you have some couch co-op buddies, put that up. It's amazing. I don't, though. Yeah, if you don't have couch co-op buddies, don't play it, though, because single-player, that Yeah, game... yeah, if, if you have at least one more person to play with, that game is amazing, but yeah. if player alone, that is not. And, and seeing as how everybody else seemed to defend a game, I will say that if you're paying for Game Pass, try out Homefront Revolution. It is not as bad as some people on the internet have made it out to be. It's not fantastic, it's not the best game ever, but, like, if you're looking for, if, like, Far Cry games are your thing and you finish Far Cry 5, Take it out a look because it's pretty much a Far Cry ripoff. So uh, I didn't hate that game. I liked what I played of it. Shadow of the Tomb Raider had an event this week, and all <laughs> we got out of it was a goddamn CGI trailer and a couple screenshots. Didn't we also get the uh, the, the different versions that you can buy? <laughs> like six thousand different versions. Oh, of that I am so tired of game retail releases nowadays. Like it's just so confusing. I I just ignore it and say, give me the video game. That's it. Yeah, that's such a weird thing. Which one comes with the game? Uh, I'll take that one. Most of them. That's the sad part nowadays. You gotta be careful. Some of them don't come with the game. What? Yeah, Hitman. Hitman's uh, big box did not come with Hitman, and I know Mirror's Edge uh, Catalyst. The collector's edition did not come with the game. So $150 in Canada, no game. Uh, Battlefield also did that. Oh, God. Like, didn't come with, like, like even a download? No, no, there, there no. was no game. It was just a collector's edition without the game. What kind of madness do we live in? What is this madness? They didn't even, what's weird is they, like, 
some of them, like, when they're really, like, here's a steel book for the game when you get the game. Like, what? Are you kidding me? That's stupid. Uh, Supernatural Shooter Strange Brigade. Uh, that kind of went dark for a while. Uh, there's you got to re- be excited for a second there. Um, I know. I said Supernatural and you Supernatural lost. Shooter, and I was like, well, what? Uh, Strange Brigade now has a release date. will be out in August. That game looked cool. I'll play that, that game. That game looked cool, too, yeah. yeah. Uh, PlayStation Plus games for May uh, will be available on Tuesday. You got Beyond Two Souls. Uh, what was the other game? I gotta click into the story. Sorry, Rayman. The only David Cage game I have not played, so I will yeah, play man. that one to have yeah. the emotions. Uh, Oddball, King Oddball, Beyond Two Souls, Rayman Legends, Risen Three, Titan Lords, and Fermines. Fermines. Rayman, Rayman Legends is an exceptional platformer. Yes, play, play that game. Play that game. Play that game. Play that. Risen Three. Risen is one of the really bad. Janky. Janky games that I actually enjoy. Piranha Bytes, right? What now? It's Piranha Bytes, right? I think that's Piranha Bytes, yeah. It's Piranha Bytes for at least one and I think two. I don't know if three was Piranha Bytes. Pretty sure it was. Piranha Bytes just did Elex, which I liked. Um, I thought that was Spiders. No, no. Spiders did uh, Technomancer and... You're about the blood... Another one. Um, no, uh, Piranha Bytes did uh, Elex. No, and, Bound, uh, of, Bound of Blood was the last game Spider. Oh, okay. Bound yeah. by Blood. Bound by Blood, whatever that game. That game was not good. It's bad uh, ba- or is it Bound in Flame? Bound in Flame? I don't know. Bound by something. Bound with Jim Bound, Bound in Flame was I don't that. Know. Bound, Bound to by be Blood a bad game. was a Ooh. Call of Juarez game. Oh, okay. Uh, well, whatever. That game was bad, too. Or is that... No, I'm thinking that's of the, the other... One. The third but one. Is, uh, You're thinking of the cartel. Yes, that's the bad one. Yeah. Is Risen 3 good? I enjoyed it. Okay. It's, it's janky. It's, well, yeah, it's I bad. Know that. It's, it's bad good. It's, it's, okay. It's Piranha yes. I, I played... Well, I played, I played uh, Risen 2, which is the Pirates one. Yeah, and Dark it was Waters. like... Hmm. I'm not digging this intro sequence. It's pretty rough. Then you may not enjoy okay, well, Titan then. Three or right Titan Lords. Titan Lords. Risen three Titan Lords. If you own Dark Souls on the PC, the remastered version will be fifty percent off. So that's Gee, cool. Thanks. Could I get the Dark? Could I get Dark Souls on PC to work without having to get a fan made patch? Thanks. It's Namco. It's hit and miss. Uh. Games with Gold be going live tonight, tomorrow night. I think so. Uh, the new Xbox One backward compatible games went live this week. They added 11 of them. Most of them were Star Wars. Not going to lie, I went out and bought Coder 2 <laughs> and uh, Jedi Academy. And Mercenaries. I forgot about Mercenaries. Yeah. Yep. Those are all three good games. Yeah, Mercenaries was really fun back in the day. I swear, these games look so good in 4K. It's 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 crazy. Mm. Uh, and as Jay said, uh, Destiny 2 Warmind DLC, yes, uh, that does not launch this week. That launches May 8th. May 8th? That's Sunday, isn't it? Um, May 8th is next Tuesday. Really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, I think that might be it. 
Are you going to play it, Jerry? <sighs> no. Maybe he just wants to read the the backlash one. No, not so much that I want to read it, but I'm curious about it. Because I feel uh, like Bungie should have learned something after this, right? Like, uh-huh. after the first expansion, how nobody liked it. I don't know, man. Bungie's weird. I follow Bungie on Twitter for the mere fact that when they post something, I like to look at the comments. <laughs> and, and most of the comments, it, it's become a running joke where people just comment, shit game. Yeah. <laughs> the The negative is always much louder than the people just sure. playing the game. I heard a really good conversation on a podcast the other day about how, like, Call of Duty, you know, the announcement that they made last week that it probably won't have a single-player game, which is still a rumor, by the way. They have not shown that game yet, but, like, the people who make the noise about that are not the people who are spending the most money on that game. No, God, no. You didn't, we didn't, you didn't hear that on a podcast. We had that discussion on this podcast. Well, that too, but I heard a, a conversation oh, okay. about that and Madden as well. Like, Madden is oh. one of those games that nobody talks about anymore when it comes out, but that thing still makes the, the money that it should make. Oh, right. Yeah. Okay, that's fair. Uh, we have an email from Daryl. Jay, I know you're excited. It's Daryl. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> Daryl's email is titled, God of Yakuza. Ooh, I like this title. Let's hit it. He says, Hello guys, Daryl here. And no, I did not send in a second Super Daryl Deluxe review from a second account last week. (laughs) Anyway, I have a couple of comments. First, as far as Shinmu 1 goes, that game was indeed a product of its time. It pioneered 3D open world life sim RPG-ish games and was released about two years before GTA 3. It has not aged well, though, and in reality, Yakuza 6 is the evolution of what Shinmu would have become if the series had continued. And I doubt Shinmu 3 will outdo Yakuza what Yakuza has done. It will be ugly. Secondly, after picking up <laughs> Yakuza 6 last week... Period. <laughs> it will be ugly, period. And that was literally the end of the sentence. I'm not even curious. It will be ugly. Uh, I got to play a handful of hours of it and actually had to replay my progress that I played in the demo since the save wouldn't carry over, and no, I had not progressed past the intended demo endpoint from the demo snafu. So I didn't. Re- so I did not really make any progress, and then God of War came out Friday. What the fuck? Why on earth would Sony release their two big first-party exclusives, that Yakuza's now first-party, um, within three days of each other? We still do not know why Sega delayed the release of Yakuza 6 a month. If it was to push the release into the second quarter for financial reasons, they still had three weeks at the beginning of the month to release it. Plus, the game was finished and sent to reviewers. Seems like suicide for Yakuza. Why would Sega do this or Sony allow it? Sony has no say over that. Um, what's, uh, what's, the, what's it called? Um, there's a company, I think it might be Activision. They, do the, they release like Call of Duty and something else in the same day. Or it's another company that releases, always tries to release on, like, Call of Duty's release, just because not everybody plays the same thing. So, people who play uh, Yakuza might not play God of War. So, you're not necessarily having... Because, like, Yakuza is a, a fully-fledged RPG, and God of War is an adventure game with a lot of action. So... Sure, like we on the podcast might all play the same that those two games, but not everybody does. So you know, it, if you look at God of, if you're looking at what's new on the shelf that week, you might be like, "Well, I'm not really interested in God of War, but what's this?" No, uh, I wish I remember the term of it, but um, 
yeah, alternative marketing or something like that. He also says, this seems a lot like last year when Horizon Zero Dawn came out the same week as Zelda, and later in the year, when during the week of 1027, Bethesda chose to release Wolfenstein 2, the same week as Super Mario Odyssey and Assassin's Creed Origins. The result was that sales for Wolfenstein 2 were not great, and that game was actually good. It seems the common sense does not fill the boardroom with these publishers. Any theories? Take care, game on. I'm just going to preface this whole conversation by saying Wolfenstein was probably not going to sell well no matter when they put it out. It's not one of those kind of games. It's, yeah, it's not. It's it, got a following, but it's definitely not mm-hmm. It's not and Call of Duty numbers. It didn't help the way like we were talking about that earlier. The way that game starts off, and the thing that Drew has an issue with is that the enemies can see you from wherever they are on the map almost. You don't know where you're getting shot at. Were things that were brought up by nearly everyone that played that game. So when you're hearing that or reading that, that's also going to take away from sales. I think more of um, more of one from Bethesda's point of view is when they released Evil Within 2 so close to Wolfenstein 2. Like, that was the, the the dead month of October, if you remember. That was the month with Super Mario Gal- uh, Super Mario War- was what what's Odyssey. 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 Oh. And Assassin's yeah, Creed that, also released Assassin's that Creed, Wolfenstein, Evil Within, all within the span of a few weeks. Yeah, yeah and that and was South a death Park. month. South Park was also that month. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's, that's what I mean. It was an insane month of games. And the thing is, like, when you talk about, like, yes, maybe they should try to... Let's say that releasing games early is not something that they can do because it needs time to cook and, you know, the QAs and all this stuff. So let's say you have the option to release a game later, right? So when are you going to wait to release Evil Within 2 at that point? Are you going to do it in November against Call of Duty? Against Battlefront? No, right? Are you going to do it against December or get up against all the holiday rush stuff where people are buying the, the hot games that were released in October for the holiday stuffers? No. Then do you want to save it for January when Sony start, decides to start releasing insane <laughs> first-party stuff, you know, with Horizon... Gravity Rush like, 2. Yeah, Gravity Rush. The thing about it is, like, it's a tough thing. I understand the frustration. I also put a lot of emphasis on what the, the publishers are thinking and doing in these, like, you know, press offices. And it's easy for us to sit here and say, oh, these guys don't know how to do business. And to some degree, that might be true. There might be people in the, uh, the business that are kind of misled, that don't understand how the market works. But at the same time, it's a difficult, difficult idea because when you think about all the different, uh, like the developers, what they need to do, what the publishers need to do, to think about all the fiscal opportunities and the downsides, and it's a gamble either way when you decide to put it out. So when we look at it after the fact and say, yes, this X game did not sell well because it sold against this game's, we have no way to see how well it would have sold a month later or two months later. There's no there's no logistic way for us to actually see those numbers together. So even though we can kind of sit here on our high ground and say, like, yeah, they don't know. They don't understand. They may stop. But at the same time, we don't understand the information that they have either. So I say take everything you, you think about and what you see, well, rather, what it seems as common sense with a, with a, with a you know, grain of salt, more or less, right? So, that's how I see it. And there's games coming out every single week. When is it a good time, mm-hmm. right? Was what, what I was taking away, like, it just popped in my head as you were speaking there, is that um, for indie, de- indie devs complain about it, when is a good time to release an indie game? Because there's always a big release. Almost every week there's a big release. And uh, just because you're not interested in it doesn't mean it's not big, right? And 
I think there's only one of recent memory where you can point at a publisher and go, what the hell were you thinking? And that is EA destroying Titanfall 2 sales by putting it in between its own Battlefield 1 and the Call of Duty that year. It was three weeks, and they decided to put out two shooters that were going to eat into each other, hands down, um, against their main competition. And one of them was going to fall. And of course it was Titanfall, because it's not as big of a series as Battlefield or Call of Duty. Yep. And that's the only one I can point at and be like, that was dumb. But I also think that part of that reason was maybe that they would want to buy Respawn. And hey, look, they bought Respawn. Yeah, they had to buy them when they didn't want to, though, because somebody else made a bid for them. That is true. But. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's impossible to tell when a game's going to sell and if it's not going to sell. Like, yeah, I mean, there are a few sure things, right? Like you said, like Call of Duty is going to sell, you yeah. know, like Red Dead Redemption Two is going to sell. You know, those yes. kinds of games are going to sell. But when it comes to, especially games like horror games, like Evil Within Two, I adore Evil Within Two, one of my favorite games of that year. But it did not sell the numbers that I think it should have, based on the quality of that game. But I understand that because it's a niche market for that game, right? Yeah. And I think Bethesda understands that as well. I think a lot of times you sell these games and have the have the idea, the projection. You know of the of the game selling so many. That's why when Square Enix says like, "Oh, Tomb Raider only sold two point, I mean, one point <laughs> six million copies," didn't mean projections. I was like, "What the fuck are you smoking?" I mean, right? do you want to talk about one of the craziest things I read from? Uh, so I was looking at MPD from March, mm. and the number one selling game was Far Cry, which makes perfect sense. Sure. The number two selling game was Sea of Thieves. Yeah. And that's not counting Game Pass. Like that's just mm. counting wow. retail and digital sales. That's a lot of unhappy people. And I'm just like, <laughs> I'm just like, holy sh! Like that's crazy to me. Yeah. Like, who, who would have predicted that? You know, nobody would have predicted that because let's be frank, Sea of Thieves was a niche game anyway. Mm-hmm. It's it's such a unique experience, and then it turns out that it's a very you know empty experience, and that game still like sold gangbusters, whereas a game. You know that comes out that is like chock full of content and is really good and and highly praised and it just kind of doesn't sell. It's just, it, the market's weird, man. It really I, is. And you gotta. I also want to say is that like because uh, like Bethesda was brought up. Um, I think Bethesda is pretty smart with how they release games, only because they seem to be willing to make money off of games. Far longer... Shit, they're still selling Skyrim, you know? And sure, they might not sell Skyrim for the full price that they used to, but they're still selling Skyrim. They're still selling Fallout 4. All their games... You can still go and buy a new copy of Oblivion for Xbox 360. And they make their... And sure, it's only $20 or whatever, $15, but they're still making money off of that. And... I think they take the hit on something like Wolfenstein or Evil Within at the front and then hope over time they sell. Because Evil Within was on shelves, the first one, for like 20 bucks early on in the PS4 life cycle. And uh, they probably were collecting money off of that because, sure, you only have to cut, break even and then it's just making money. So you can make less and less money off of it and just rake in more profit when people are buying it because it's cheap, right? So, 
I think that's a big thing of Bethesda's marketing is that over time, sure, you can get these games for cheaper, but they'll be available and, you know, they're not going to leave store shelves because people still buy them. They're good games. Like, nothing is... Like, there's no quality issue with most of them. I mean, Skyrim's still broken, but... Um, like, Prey. Prey, I bought for full price, and now you can get it for 20 But You should also remember that the market is a different place. The, the store shelf doesn't have as much merit as it used to. That's not true. Being digital, digital sales being... But digital sales are, are he- even bigger, right? Mm-hmm. Like... You know, you can pick. I think I've seen Evil Within one as low as like seven fifty in Canada, digital. Like that's dirt cheap, and it's worth taking a chance on. So they get you with that one, and then you're more likely to try out the second one, or just wait for that one to be on sale. Again, they do it in volume rather than I think just pure income, like off the highest price they can get you for. Because again, Skyrim still sells. Yeah, I just had Skyrim installed to my contact lenses. They're actually pretty good. So. <laughs> Skyrim, the new Doom. Can your watch run it? Yeah. Probably. Some of those watches are pretty sophisticated. Yeah, no, no shit, right? Uh. Alright, I'm going to roll over to the Twitter. Rubber Band Man tweets in about God of War. He says, talking to the world serpent with headphones on is kind of fucking terrifying. <laughs> It was terrifying without headphones, yeah. Uh, he also says, without spoilers, just got the, and I'm not going to say the name of the trophy just in case, but I just got this trophy and I literally shed a tear. Nice. The thing about God of War that I, I didn't go into particularly much um, is something that the game is not all that surprising. A lot of things that you expect to happen happen in that game, right? And the thing about it is that a lot of the mythology based upon, you know, the Norse mythology, it kind of puts forth what you're going to get. The, 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 the kind of story beats are laid out in front of you way earlier. And the director actually has gone on to say that if you're actually watching carefully, and if you play the game a second time around, there are all these hints that tell you about all the things to come. So the idea that you can predict what's going to happen is something that you might think would detract from the moment when it actually does occur. But what God of War does so expertly is the execution of those moments. When they actually happen, how they are handled is just incredible. Like those moments, some of those moments will stick with me like forever because how impactful and powerful they were because of the cinematography, because of the performance, because of the direction, and because of the timing and the pacing that they were provided for. And that's what makes God of War storytelling exceptional in that regard. It's not, it's not a surprising story. All the things that you expect is going to happen probably, you know, given you have some basic idea about the series on Norse mythology itself, but the way they handle it is just, it's just something that you have to see for yourself. And that's why we are always pussyfooting around everything. It would be easy for us to kind of you know, talk more in detail. But we want you guys to have the same experience that we've had. Uh, you know, just, just kind of going in blind. And that's what I want for everyone and see what the... And then at the, at the very end of it, I want I do want to have like a, like a spoiler cast where we I do actually talk about God of War in full. I'm sure it'll come up in Game of the Year discussions. So. Yeah, certainly. So I think that would be an expert time to. I mean, uh, that would be an ex- excellent time to do so. So maybe then we'll do it. But by then, hopefully, Drew will have at least played the first hour. Or so <laughs> I doubt it. Yeah, uh, so Game of the Year oh, talk. I can kind of see. Well, I didn't play much because Overwatch took up most of my time. So Overwatch, Overwatch Game of the Year for the third third year in a row. Yep. Um, speaking of. 
God of War. Mookie wants to know, is it confirmed that Netflix is bringing a God of War show and Jason Momoa is the guy? I have not heard any. I, I have not heard that at all. Uh, I don't I don't spin around the rumor mill too much. So I wouldn't know. Yeah, I, I don't know. You, yeah, I don't do you, go, do you guys think that would make for a good Netflix series? No. God of War? No? I don't no. think so. Not with Jason Momoa, for sure. What? What's wrong with Jason Momoa? I like him. He in... doesn't sound like Kratos. I don't know. He could probably pull off a deep. Mm, that's a pretty raspy, angry voice. I, I mean, maybe. I just. I don't. I could hear I Jason Momoa him. yelling, "Boy!" Yeah, I suppose. <laughs> I can only hear him yelling, "My man!" Oh. <laughs> All I can hear him is a uh, dress like a bat, huh? I dig it. <laughs> I dig it. I don't, I, you know, I didn't mind Where's him. Zelda? I, I liked him in Justice League. He was a good Aquaman. I, I, I want that Witcher TV show, man. Yeah, that's, that's what, what I, I want. want. I think that would make for an excellent well, TV show, given one. the casting. Yeah, they, they, did one, they did one in Polish, but they did one. Given the casting and budget. We, we talked about this on Phoenix Down last week. Uh, the If you go back and watch that old one, it's like in the style of like Hercules or Xenoblade Princess. Oh my god! And it has its own charm in a really bad way. Uh, <laughs> make it stop. Dustin says, "I beat God of War. What a fantastic game! Must play for everyone." Now, time to get the platinum. Yeah, yeah, I bought it. I bought it. <laughs> yeah, Drew's never I gonna buy it. <laughs> Drew's never gonna play God of War. Probably not. Oh, it's so depressing. Sorry. Uh, he also says, I played the Detroit beta. See, beta means nothing anymore. Uh, and it shows promise. I don't know if I'll get it day one, but I do want to play through it eventually. So there you go. Dustin also says, make Jay do his game struck four. No bullshit excuses. Pick four and only four. This isn't your top ten with 30 honorable mentions. I don't understand why is it a bullshit excuse that I've been four is a very limited number. Yeah, I couldn't give you four either last week, and uh, somehow I'm not on the. No, the, th- the thing about the thing Can't about it is like liver, fine. All right. The thing about it is that like games have touched my touched my life in so many ways, in so many different games over the years. So for me to pick out four would be disingenuous. It would not be. It would not be even part of a whole picture. Like I would have to think about it. Like I would have to write down a list. And it would be something like fifteen, twenty, maybe even more. All those games, in fact, impacting my life in different and other significant, meaningful ways. So why should I forcibly limit limit myself to follow this meaningless structure of four games to follow a trend, <laughs> to follow a hashtag? You know, you know what you are. I'm sorry. You know what you I'm are. I'm sorry if if, if that if that uh, if that offends you. Then uh, I'm sorry. You feel that way. Besides, if you want some, me to do something, you should ask nicely. That's not how you ask nicely. You know. You know right? what you are. You're what? the potty pooper. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I, I am, man. Maybe I am. <laughs> I do have a question for you, though, Jay. Do you have sure. a favorite game? Uh, yes, I do. I do believe I have a favorite game. Final Fantasy VI. That's a very good choice. That's pro- That would be in my top five. Yeah, that would be the easiest number one of whatever this game list is. Yeah, I, because, I can, yeah. Mine's, mine's Wonder Boy and the Dragon's Trap. So, it's... Uh, I can give you one, but yeah, like you, I can't give you just four, because there's different reasons why. Mm-hmm. 
things reach you. Like, yeah, games have been my in a part of my life since I was, you know, a child. You know, barely able to like complete full sentences. You know, starting all the way back in Mario Brothers and Nintendo, yeah. and the way the games have impacted my life and how they shape my perception of not just in what entertainment can be to a person, but what it can mean to kind of try to bring yourself out creatively. Not just as a way to kind of um, show what you ca- you're capable of to the world, but in a way you can connect with other people using the same kind of hobby and interest. Um, it's a fascinating thing. I-, I love it to death. You know, obviously that's the reason why I'm here every Sunday. You know, talking about this stuff because I have the passion for it, as as do all of you. And to say that like I have to pick four because because some guy decided to start a trend, <laughs> a hashtag. That's stupid. You know, call me out on something that's significant, please. I, I, I did I, nine. <laughs> yeah, nine nine seems nine seems more yeah, nine seems more of a thing that, that can actually work. I mean I did mine is what I said, not That's mine. It. Oh okay. <laughs> okay, well actually you know what? You know what 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 did you guys pick? I wasn't I wasn't paying attention. The mine uh, was I, easy. It was Zelda Link to the Past, Mortal Kombat Two, mm-hmm. Metal Gear Solid, and Starcraft. Yeah. Mine was Metal Gear Solid, uh Diablo Two, Resident Evil Two, and um Final Fantasy Seven. Nice. And, like, one of the things, I, I would say that, like, last year, there was two experiences that I would put up on the list of games that is very important to me, and that was Nier Automata, mm-hmm. um, because he just, Yokotaro does stuff that I don't think other people think about when they create or write video games. And the other one, and I... Actually, there's three, I guess, because Dragon's Trap got reissued and remade and looks beautiful and it was brought a tear to my eye because that's my favorite game of all time. So to see someone else love it to that level. But the other one was uh, Breath of the Wild. The first time stepping out into that world, say what you want about that game, but if you've played any other Zelda game, to just be able to climb every tree and... that That was... There was a feeling in there that I will never forget. Sure, whatever. I didn't even have to finish that game to get that feeling. That was literally just the oh my gosh moment of like this whole world is... I thought like I was on the world when I started on the Great Plateau. I didn't realize how far it extended out. So when I saw that, like part of me changed as someone that played video games at that moment. But that's happened before with many other video games. So yeah, dropping it down to four, like, I can give you four from last year that sh- were important. I can't give you four for all time. That it, it Things affect me in different ways. Like, Static was my first VR experience where I went, oh my gosh, I don't think I could have done that without this VR set on. And that was amazing. I... You know, I can't say that that's comparable to playing Final Fantasy VI and having all those character moments and everything like that. So I agree with you, Jay. I'm I'm standing by you and your stance. It's it's not even like I'm I'm being firm on this just because I'm trying to be stubborn or anything. I just don't think it'll serve a purpose, and it'd be difficult for me to say like, well, if I pick these four, I can think of four other games that were just as impactful in different ways. So it's like, well, then what's the point of this particular list? Just to show one. Uh, it just seems flawed, is what it is. It's it's digestible for Twitter. Obviously, you have the four little slots for the little pictures that you can put on, so it makes sense for that. 
But when I think about doing something like this, when I think about games that have impacted my life in significant ways, I would write a fucking editorial. Okay, I'll do <laughs> my can, own I, thing. You, you, you have much. to play one more uh, Neptunia game to get all four pictures filled up. Uh, Neptunia has changed the way I think about video games. <laughs> it might have, man. It might have. Some video of the bad games, games that I've played mistake. over the years. Yeah, <laughs> video games are a mistake. Uh, it's like I, it, to me, my my little four pictures or whatever, those were mainly the games that I had the most nostalgia for. Those were, you know, I'll never forget the first time I played Metal Gear Solid. I'm well, sure you could add another three or four more to that list. Just I'm sure I could. Yeah. Th- those were the ones that, like, those are the big ones. The ones that, you know, I, I you know, I'll never forget, you know, when the when you're walking by the the boarded up uh, window, the zombie arms come out and try to grab you in Resident oh, Evil 2. 2. Yeah. Um, you know, the hours upon hours I spent on my Necromancer and Diablo 2. Yeah, you could even put Overwatch on that list at this point, you guys, you know? Uh-huh. I, I mean, I could most certainly... Uh, Overwatch is one of the, my Just favorite games. Just four pictures of Overwatch? I, yeah. think, I, think, I, I think Overwatch is my most played game of all time at this point. It is. It is, yeah, it is definitely mine. I just, I just... I am hours away from breaking a thousand hours in that game. <sighs> I put a lot of time. I haven't put that much time into it, but I don't know what it is. That's the thing. I was like, I was trying to describe it to a friend of mine that works with me because he plays a lot of video games. I've been telling him, dude, you have to get Overwatch. Yeah, you have to. And he he's like, yeah, I don't. You know, he doesn't get, and I don't get. Don't, don't you put that on me, Ricky Bobby? Don't you yeah. put that evil on me? I, I I honestly don't know what Blizzard has done to make that game so addictive maybe it's the the length of the matches maybe it's the the way the characters combine together you know work together really well maybe it's the way you your teammates are working together there's something about that game that is just perfect it's just like it's it's just zen you know it's, it's, it's the blizzard touch right like for example i don't particularly like tactical games too much but I adore StarCraft. Yep. I don't yeah. particularly like dungeon crawling loot stuff that much as far as just like pure isometric. I love Diablo. Yeah. I don't like MMOs that much. I love WoW. You know what I mean? Like it's like Blizzard has a way of refining a well to you know very well from familiar formula to such a shine, such a degree that everything just works together perfectly. And yeah. Overwatch is the same in that case as well. Yeah, I mean, you, you look at Overwatch; it's the same exact characters doing the exact mm-hmm. same exact thing on the same maps, but every single time, let's play another one. Let's do another one. Yeah. You know, and it, it it's crazy. I like I. It's so strange to me how that how that one works. Yeah. It's, it's pretty nuts. They got they got that lightning in the bottle, and they're just keeping it all for themselves. I, I swear, man. The day they make a fighting game is the day it's over. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. A Blizzard fighting game would be pretty exciting. Blizzard finally oh. rules every genre. Yeah. Just, they just do, in my opinion. Genre after their they, yeah. they really do, in my opinion. Yeah, it's kind of funny that they're, like, like Drew was saying, there's, like, specific genres that... I think I like because Blizzard made such a good game in that genre, but the truth of the matter is, is that I hate every other game in that genre. <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah. the that's the perfect example with Civilization. I absolutely love Civilization. I can sit there and play that for hours, but other 4X games like that, I'm like, ooh, this isn't as good as Civilization. Yeah, that's how I felt about RTSs ever since 1998. Yeah. <laughs> they just killed the RTS genre for everyone. Like, like even, even like Starcraft. even StarCraft 2! 
sucks compared to StarCraft. <laughs> and StarCraft 2 is actually pretty good, too. No, it's a so. good game, but it ain't no StarCraft. You're right. Fucking StarCraft <laughs> is, like, fucking perfect, man. That game is so it good. It is the perfect game. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, that game is so good. They were doing RTSs before StarCraft, though. They were, but StarCraft is the one. Yeah. yeah. Warcraft 2 was actually really good, too. It was. I played a lot of Orcs and Humans back in the day. But it ain't was no that StarCraft. Was that the first one? Or the that second? was the first one. First one, yeah. I think yeah. it's Tide of, Tides of War or something like that for the second one. Yeah. Yeah. But it ain't okay. no StarCraft, okay? I have never played StarCraft. You need to play StarCraft. That's, That's why I tried to get you to review StarCraft, dude, and you were like, Overwatch is, I don't know. StarCraft, don't know is, Starcraft is just so fucking good. Like, hey, you know, Diablo. Diablo 2, man. That was that was their lightning bottle for years. Man, once Diablo 4 is what I want to know. That's what I want to know. It's, it's time, man. That is time. You think we'll see some at E3? No. Not at E3. It's going to be a BlizzCon. Yeah, sure. Blizz- yeah BlizzCon. BlizzCon. It's going to be anything. Yeah. yeah, BlizzCon is always where the Blizzard yeah. stuff cometh. Which, that's that would be their next cadence, right? Would be Diablo? Diablo. A lot of people have been whispering Warcraft. They're saying it's time for Warcraft 4 to progress along the story arc that's been presented from World of Warcraft. I don't, I don't know. It's weird. You go from there, though. Do you make another MMO? Uh... Well, I mean, Overwatch is a is a is a product of a failed MMO, right? Yeah, it was supposed to be Titan. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I think they still want to do something like that, but I think they kind of went into their own heads because one of the, oh, by the way, the documentary of uh, the creation of Overwatch and the failure of Titan, fascinating watch. You should definitely check Dude, that out if you're. I'll tell you the the way they fixed Diablo three is fascinating as well. That, that is, guy, yes, yeah. that guy talking about how like. You know, we screwed up, and here's how we fixed it. That was mm-hmm. fantastic. But really you know, good. Yeah, you got to look really deep in yourself to find the the corrective course after a mistake like that. So, oh yeah, big you're time. Because Diablo three was ruined. You're, you're not, I I hated it. <laughs> I really don't think you're going to see any other Warcraft MMO because they just announced that new expansion that's dropping this year. No, no, no. I, I'm not talking about Warcraft MMO. I'm talking about Warcraft four. The you mean like them go back to the, the, RTS. Next, the next RTS? Yeah, the, the RTS. Yeah. <sighs> I don't know. They haven't been able to make a good RTS in StarCraft. <laughs> Dude, StarCraft 2 was really good, man. The single-player campaign was amazing. It ain't no StarCraft. (sighs) (laughs) Not everything needs to be perfect, Ken, right? No. No, once you make perfection, you just... You stop. (laughs) Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. I I still like them trying new stuff, even if it isn't as good as the original stuff. But, uh, alright. Well, anything else? I want to play StarCraft. I want to play Overwatch. (laughs) Anyway, uh, Dustin says, So how's that Labo? Take it, nobody bought it. <laughs> I figured you you or Ryan might buy it because you have the kids. Nope. You got, did either of you pick it up? No? No, I watch my what? child disintegrate packages that games and, and toys come in, and the last thing mm-hmm. I want to do is give him an $80 piece of cardboard. Weren't you trying to hide it from your son from finding out that it even existed? Yeah, I might not have ever shown him <laughs> that it exists. Yeah. <laughs> But whatever. No, I, I have no... Like, it's not even hard to get. Like, I've seen it in every no. store I've been in. Uh, and also hearing that it takes, like, four hours to build one of those things, I have... Four hours for one of the smaller sets yes. is what I've heard. Like, yes. there's... Really? I've heard... Oh, so the, I know that the robot one takes a ton of time, because it's... Everything in that box goes into the robot, which is crazy. And, like, working and how that's... Like, seeing the inside of the robot... Because I've looked it up to see what this stuff looks like... Oh my god, I can't imagine putting that one together. But in the variety pack, I think it was 
like it's it's like the one the bug or whatever they call it the RC car the one that just kind of vibrates to move. I've heard that that one is super simple, and then the next one I think is the piano, which is four hours, and then the house is eight. I think. Yeah. No. There's, uh, uh, like no. I I don't have that patience. I can't imagine doing it alongside a child. I, I, imagine imagine you're a parent and you're like, oh god, I can't believe I'm paying eighty dollars for fucking cardboard and the piece of. Software. Oh, I don't think I don't think I'd have that issue. I think I'd have more of the. Yeah, that's oh what I mean. God. That's the kicking the balls. You bring it back <laughs> home. And now you have all this fucking homework to do. For like hours. Your kid's not gonna help you do that shit. They're gonna be like, darn. It took you know. it took like, I'd say fifteen to twenty minutes to build the Lego Dimensions kits. And I got bored doing that. <laughs> You're talking the base of the Lego Dimensions? Not the, the the base takes about a half hour, but I'm talking like whenever you get a new oh, like, yeah. player you pack. have to flip every page because they don't give it to you. Yeah. Yeah. So like you got to sit there and put that thing together. And the truth of the matter is, you don't even need to do it because all you need is the base, and then it just shows yeah. up in the game. As someone who owns every Lego Dimension figure except for Green Arrow, uh, yep. Can can uh, agree with that. That Anthony, stop stop being a part of the problem. Okay, okay thanks. Bye. <laughs> I have a bunch of those Lego Dimension kits that I bought when they went on clearance, and they're still in the package because that game died like three mm-hmm. hours in for me. Yeah. Uh, Dust Dust Dust. Thanks for writing that, but yeah, I can see why it's not for everyone. Yeah. Uh, Chucklefish announced Eastward, and it looks fun. Reminds me of Mother Three. I don't even know what that is. Mother 3 is the Earthbound game. Not Mother 3. I know what fucking Mother 3 is. Oh, yeah. Uh, Chucklefish is the Stardew Valley. Stardew Valley people. Oh, nice. Yeah, they're making an actual RPG. Sci fi RPG with hints of Zelda and an animated. and Hints of Zelda, Mother, and animated whale carcasses. That's from PC Gamer. And looking at it, yep, that's definitely got some Mother uh, sort of look to it. But it appears that it's a bit more action based. Ah, okay, I'm into it. I, I really like Stardew Valley, so I want to see what that guy is capable of doing next. Oh, it's not. So Chucklefish is producing it. You know what? I, I thought this game looked familiar. This is Pixpill. Um, it's a Shanghai based studio. I've been watching oh, them for okay. years now. This is where the, all their pixel art is going from. Yeah, no, this is. This is all pixel art. Um, Pixpill on Twitter, uh, P I X P I L. They, you can see all their work there. Um, yeah, they've been working on that game for a long time. Um, it is fantastic looking, so I can't wait to see that come out. Uh, Dustin also talks about the news story we mentioned earlier. Nintendo is publishing an action RPG coming out for phones. Interesting. I'll give it a shot. The thing about anything that's released on phones for me, particularly, is that. If it's a paid game, I gotta pay like fifteen dollars up front, and that's it. There's no, you know, gems and time limits and stamina and fucking other things that I need to take into consideration. Then I'll give it a shot. But if it's as is generally the case, if it's a free to play and you gotta buy like some other, you know, microtransactions this and that, I'm just so tired of those things, man. Just so over it. So you gotta run out we'll stamina. Yeah, you, you, oh, you can you can pay you can pay a dollar to get some gems to refresh your stamina, so you can play for a little longer. And finally, yeah. Dustin wants to know: Is Drew going to live stream his wedding? Hell no! <laughs> Hell no! Drew, at oh, least no, at, at least live stream the moment when you come out to into free, so that we can see that with the rest of the crowd. Okay? <laughs> ding, ding, ding. That'd also yeah, exactly. be the funeral for me. <laughs> <laughs> it's worth it, you know. It's two for no, one, you know. Everyone's already gathered there. 
it'll be on mixer so you can take control of the lights. <laughs> what was the built yeah, controller? What was the what was the joke? Five weddings and a funeral just sounds like six of the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> and then the and then as the as the song is playing out is to its climax, there's a mic that just fucking drops from the ceiling. Drew grabs it midair, goes, "The wind is pushing me." And then yeah, no, amazing he, Drew. He just grabs he the mic. one of the best weddings of all time. <laughs> he just grabs the mic and he yells, "Chicken steak now!" Yeah, we got chicken steak now. <laughs> there you go. Oh man. Also, not in gaming news, but I found it fairly interesting. Apparently, T-Mobile and Sprint just merged. Really? So that's uh, actually pretty big. Yeah. That's huge. It's a big week. Lots of crazy things between that and the the Korean the end of the Korean War. Uh, I'm optimistic, but also skeptical because similar things have happened in the past twice. True, but you yeah. you can't but deny hopefully, it's hopefully, it's yeah. uh, it's impact. It's like Berlin Wall levels of like holy shit. Oh yeah, dude! It's, it's a war that's been going on for sixty eight years. Did we have like over twenty thousand American soldiers over there stationed there since then? So the end of this war and it's kind of like a, the end of the ceasefire and just to see almost like a unified Korea would bring like tears to many people's faces. Yep. But that is very very. Horrible. You know, you know a, what we we opposite. as as a as a society as as a as a planet Earth we kind of need that win right now. Mm. It's been it's been a little bad for a while. <laughs> yeah. So I I could go for some good news. Yeah. Yeah. I hear you. For sure. Uh, anyway, that is it. If you want to tweet us at A4G Podcast, you want to shoot us an email, podcasts at ztgd.com. Uh, if you want to follow us on Twitter, you've got Jay at J Drew at DML Fury. You also have Anthony at. You're going to have to tell it to me again because I don't Intersect. have it. What's the letters? MGRSKT. There you go. You can follow me at ZTGD or the site at ZTGD Content. Um. I noticed the other day that the Facebook page hasn't been updated since the site went down. Um, I'm kind of thinking about... You're just going to blame Drew on that? No, no, because it was all automatic. And um, uh, truthfully, I'm about half tempted just to shut my whole Facebook down. Cause I don't, shut it down. I don't even know that I use it anymore. And like that's like the thing now with uh, you know old uh, data being in the... I didn't even know he was going to trial. But he he totally, necessarily on trial. He totally looks like Data in those pictures I see. Yeah. Um, He's a robot, Drew. You didn't know that? Yeah. Now we know. Zuckerberg. We got burged. I don't. I don't know. Perfect. Also, check out Phoenix Down. How many more Radiant History episodes do you have? I'm guessing two, but it's probably going to be three. Okay. <laughs> do you have the game after that? Uh, maybe Parasite Eve 2? Xenosaga? No. Folklore? <laughs> Folklore was another one we were wanting to do. That we game. have to wait for the Xenosaga HD collection to come out first. Uh, come on, let's yeah. be realistic. Come on. Okay. Yeah, I'm not going to play that pleb crap. At the at the pace Drew's doing Phoenix Downs, it'll be out by the time he finishes Radiant wow. Story. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Is this the only game you've done for Phoenix Down this year so far? No. No. No, we did um, uh, Nino Kuni. Remember? Yeah. Oh yeah. That yeah. was that was torture for Drew. I'm glad I bailed on that. You remember I the vitriol coming out of Drew from that one? Hate that game. Oh, Matt liked it. Matt did like it. A lot of people like that game. A lot of people don't N- like N- that game. Nino Kuni Two is way better. So check that out eventually. 
I think Drew is going to stay away from everything that starts with Nino Cooney for the rest of his life. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, unless anybody has anything else, that is all let's I get, have. Let's get out of here. Let's go eat some lunch or something. I'm down for that. Fuck mm. it. Alrighty. And it goes something like this.